Today on Gamerhead Radio, our guest host teaches us Zen-like levels of trans-dimensional oneness. Oh. Gamerhead Radio starts now. Ladies and gentlemen, to Gamer Red Radio, I'm Goat. <laughs> I am Charlie Technotronic Orn Worthley. Candy Mountain Charlie. And I am Jonathan Santiago, aka Fallon Flynn. We're being for villains, come on! Um, this week, uh, we have uh, a good friend of mine in the studio, uh, Mr. Ryan On. Say hello, Ryan. Hey guys, what's up? Um, for those of you that were uh, fortunate enough to watch our. Uh, insane li- a live stream of IDAR. <laughs> Brian was our fourth participant. He was kind enough to uh, volunteer. Not just volunteer, but actually uh, uh, ditch the last <laughs> chunk of his shift at work to come and help us out. Well, thank you. Thank you for coming and doing that with us, Ryan. Uh, you're very welcome. Let's just hope nobody from your job listens to our podcast. <laughs> uh, no, it, it, it could be anybody. Yeah. I'm sure there's several Ryan Ons in the Chicagoland area. <laughs> <laughs> to be clear, I did not lie. <laughs> I was vague. That's all. They're good, you know, good, like, non-specific. You know. oh, is that okay? It's the high points of what you need them to know. They don't need to know specifics. That's it. That's it. But yeah, folks, keep an eye on our YouTube channel later this week. I will be taking out some of the highlight clips out of the the Twitch stream and putting them up on YouTube because there were. I, I think probably my favorite moment is when I was. Uh, I was so frustrated with, um, we, were, we were doing a three-on-one match, and it was me versus the other three guys here, and I was losing so badly, and I was frustrated. So in the middle of IDARB at the halftime show, you get to play like these like stupid mini games, and I, did, I, I refused to lose the mini game, and so my strategy for winning was to throw myself literally my, my physical body he on torpedoed. top of my participants <laughs> there was uh, if, if ever there was a watching a grown man have a meltdown that is it man he turned into a human torpedo it was fucked up um, to yeah. the effect of, of absolutely blitzing the live stream and canceling it in the middle yeah. like he, he crashed yeah. it with his awesome that's what happened <laughs> that's so. entirely accurate so definitely check out the live stream when we get it posted I'm sure we'll be talking a little bit about some of the highlights of that this evening though, so. but uh Charlie, tell the nice people what it is that's coming out this week. So on March 3rd, because I have it ready in front of me like I have the last two weeks, gosh darn it. <laughs> yeah. On yeah. uh, March 3rd, we've got Helldivers coming out on PS4, PS3, and PS Vita. Ollie Ollie 2, welcome to Hollywood, coming out on PS4 and PS Vita. Ollie Ollie Ollie. Oi, oi, oi. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oi, oi, oi. Resident Evil 2 Revelations 2, Episode 2, coming out on PS3 and PS4. Episode 1 just came out last yeah, week, man. right? Yeah. They did say that that game is finished, and they are just they just cut it up into episodes because it's a hot thing to put out episodic games. Yeah, I think they're missing the point of like the whole water cooler talk between episodes. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, like like stretching them out a bit, but well. That's um, awesome. Um, Orishika? Orish Ika, Orish Ika, Tainted Bloodlines coming out for the PS Vita. Y- you have to know at this point if it's if it's a hard to pronounce name. It's coming out for something on the PlayStation. Yeah, we touched on that last it's week. It's coming out on the Vita. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, just the Vita. Yeah. <laughs> Scream Ride coming out on Xbox One and Xbox 360. Oh, that's that new. Uh, it's like a roller coaster. Yeah, tycoon. I keep yeah. hearing a lot about it. I haven't yeah. tried it There's yet. There's a demo but... I haven't got to. Yeah. Yet. Shiftlings coming out on PS4 and Xbox One Excuse and me? Windows. Shiftlings. Okay. Shift. <laughs> okay. With an F. <laughs> And White Knight on PS4, Xbox One, and Windows. On the fourth, the next day, we've got that Resident Evil 2 Revelations 2, Episode 2, coming out on the Xbox One, Xbox 360, and Windows. What is with that lately? 
Like all the episodic games coming out like a day. Like- That's a Microsoft thing. Their live titles come out on Wednesdays. Oh, okay. Huh. Yeah. Um, yeah, on March 5th, my birthday, uh, we've got Mario vs. Donkey Kong Tipping Stars coming out on the 3DS and the Wii U. And on the 6th, we've got Zombie Army Trilogy coming out on the PS4, Xbox, and Windows. So that's that's that, that that's a thing. A little something for everybody. Yeah. Right on. Um, so uh, let, let's talk a little bit about what uh, what we played this week. Um, Ryan, since you're our uh, our guest this week, why don't you tell us a little bit about what it was that you And you not played? necessarily just the last week, which is like recently what yeah. games have you been playing yeah, that yeah. you've been enjoying? Um, let's see. I did. I always, at least once a week, uh, put in time to play Sunset Overdrive. Um, Great. And, uh, another Sunset Overdrive <laughs> mention for this show. Charlie's found an adversary. Well, um, I, I got to tell you, brother, they... Uh, they did me. They did right by me. So, you know, they they've uh, bought my loyalty. Or they... uh, for those of you who may not know what Ryan's talking about or didn't hear, uh, you know, back during the the hundredth episode live show, we actually had Ryan was he stepped up and and spoke to everybody about, um, you know, the the developers over at Insomniac giving him DLC uh, after proving his his loyalty to the game with his completion <laughs> rate. So that's that's what, what we're talking about. Uh... <laughs> But yeah, like um, I, I play that, and not only that, um, I've, I'm proud to say that I've unlocked every single uh, weekly achievement because they have them once a week. Sure, uh, it's not unlimited, so I definitely want to do it uh, until they stop doing it. That's all I can say. Uh, it had been a spell since I got back to Titanfall, and uh, I uh, I got my butt spanked. You were there. <laughs> uh, part of the reason you got your butt spanked is because what was it? Uh, oh, and fourteen I will, was that I, my score? I, I will never blame you. I will never blame you. I will it always was, blame I, that. I, 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 I wasn't the there to save your life. It was embarrassing. That's, that's how I feel. <laughs> yeah. Um, personally, if only Titanfall. I went to bed a, angry. <laughs> if only Titanfall had a rage quit option. <laughs> oh, I'm oh, sure. okay. we'll get to that soon. Right. Soon. Um, I, I will. I said it on the live stream and uh, on the Twitch live stream, and I'll say it again. I saved this. We'll get to our We will get to it, but I just want to say that uh, <laughs> that I'm I'm hurt that you guys don't think of me as a hero. <laughs> what I did saved us all. And with, with one second left. It sounds I, like he's making it sound like he I, ate a grenade. You know what? You're 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 getting mad at the guy who took a bullet for you guys. Oh, you know, not 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 being a fully affiliated, you know, with Gamerhead. It, it's like I didn't taint your brand. <laughs> Ten minutes into the episode, and I'm already laughing my ass off. I, Saved you guys. There you go. It's it's one of those things. It's well, a it's it's, it's a um, it's a slow burn. <laughs> but some okay, you'll be driving down the road, or you'll be taking some kind of mass transit uh, to and fro, whatever. And it'll it'll occur to you just an epiphany. Be like, oh my god, he did save us. So, so how so <laughs> how, how, how how long do you think it's going to be? Then do you anticipate before we have a statue erected in your honor? I um. <laughs> I uh, I like your choice of words for me. <laughs> and um, I, I say that when it comes, it'll be right. <laughs> See what you did there. Uh, very yes, good. Yes, very good. Yes. I, uh, tongue, um, tongue in cheek. Yes. Any, anything um, else you played for the week? Um, or for I, the been, foreseeable distance? Yeah. I've been. Yeah, I've been in the process of uh, you know 
moving. So I, I played what I could. Uh, but yeah, it was primarily just first-person shooters. A lot of it was because of uh, stress and aggression. And <laughs> yep. Um, you know what can I say? It's cathartic. That it is. Yeah. So I can, uh, I can agree and, with and that I, I try and get some Halo in. But uh, yeah, yeah. Sunset Overdrive. Just uh, if you haven't played it, it just it puts a smile on your face. There's yep. just nothing that game can do wrong. And I did <laughs> listen to the la- uh, last podcast. I know exactly what you're talking about. Where the person was uh, that that one uh, NPC was uh, selling. <laughs> The, the help me oh coin. yeah <laughs> that and uh the brilliant ending you know that was just oh my god and uh yeah it's just everything about it uh if you haven't finished it just just finish it just do yourself a favor so what about you go what'd you play not sunset overdrive <laughs> Good. but you've said it so now we were yeah, all well yeah. i mean you know welcome to gamerhead overdrive so <laughs> uh what have i played i continued on my blistering path of pokemon sapphire I have eight badges, and I was, like, inches shy in levels to actually flying through the Elite Four and beating the champion, so then I hit the brakes, and I'm now just kind of... Just coasting. Yeah, getting, getting going to do some grinding and hitting all those, those places, the little, like, offshoot places that you don't have to go to, so I'm doing that. Um... I was practicing iDarb this week, which did no <laughs> fucking good. Oh, man, when you and I paired up, we did it. We did the thing. It's <laughs> all right. I, I mean, me and John are obviously a great team, but my practice had no, nothing to do with any improvement on that game. <laughs> um, what else did I play this week that was, oh, I, uh, hey, hey forgot about my, uh, my awesome find. I was playing Tetris 2 on my NES. Yep, that's true. Ooh, look at you. God, that was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's Tetris 2. I, 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 a lot of people are like, I didn't know that was a game. There's a very good reason you didn't know this was a game, people. So how is it different than Tetris? Remember Columns? Yeah, uh, I remember Columns. Uh, vaguely. Sega, Sega. Sega Genesis, yeah, yeah. I never, I wasn't a Sega kid, so okay, I never played well, it. Columns is, uh, was Tetris's uh, Sega... Rip-off? No. Oh. Um, competition. Okay. And with Columns, you got colors, and you need to put three colors together. It okay. didn't have nothing to do with the lines. It was just... It was almost like an, an early, like very early bejeweled that yeah, type was, That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so then, so then, you know, and then Sega came out and shit out of Nintendo, and blah, 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 we all know that story, right? So then... Nintendo and their knowledge is like, wait a minute, we'll just make Tetris 2, and we'll make it light columns. No. Nope. No. Oh, Maybe. so they, they completely broke the formula. Yeah. <laughs> oh. no, it's, it's Tetris pieces, but it's all based on putting colors together. Oh, that's... No. And, it's, and they don't tell you anything. It's a Nintendo game. So womp, like, womp. You don't know what the hell you're doing. Yeah. You don't know what the hell you're doing. It takes a minute, you're like, why, why is this happening? What's going on there? And, then, <laughs> and, and you're like, it's Tetris. I'm making lines, and nothing's going away. And then all of a sudden, you're like, well, why'd that go away vertically? What, what the hell? <laughs> Screwed the pooch. Yeah. So, but it was fun. It was fun. Um, And then, I think that's about it. It was real light. Real light week for me. Is, uh... Is crew no longer a thing for you? <laughs> <laughs> crew is a thing for me? Yeah. Um, I've been... It's... I, hit the I mean, has, has your crew kicked you out? No, <laughs> I never <laughs> had a crew, and I think that's what my problem is, is I never had a crew, oh, okay. and that whole, uh, uh, sorry, I'm checking my notes. We oh. had, we had, we had talked about, Goat and I had talked about playing it together, yeah. but I, I, I'm not sold it's, on it yet. It's, it's not uh, time. You've played Destiny, right? Sadly, yes. And you've played it by yourself, and you've played it with your homies, or buddies, or whatever you call them. Yeah. By homies, hundreds. he means me. Yes. Okay, so you've <laughs> played it with one other person that isn't a 10-year-old kid telling you you banged his mom. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. And it's much more enjoyable. Okay. That's where I'm at the crew. I'm looking for someone who's not 10 years old to play with. Gotcha. You, you want someone that's got good driving skills, or you know. I, at this point, I don't care if they can drive. I just want to know them. 
Wow. So, so uh, the user base, you're saying the user base is pretty low as, as amongst your friends. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm the only one. I, mean, I have another buddy who has it, but he works like completely opposite shift and like mm-hmm. some weird, he works day shift on the weekends. Yeah. Like, yeah. Who the hell? If you find a user on sale, like, you know, relatively cheap, let me know. I'm, uh-huh. I'm intrigued yeah, enough. I'll play and I'm interested. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, I'm checking my notes. There are uh, one more, one more that you guys would be proud of that I forgot. Uh, I picked up Limbo. Ooh, oh, nice. I love Limbo, man. And started going through that. I, um, I, I'm very proud of myself. I got through 21 panels or chapters. I don't know. Mm-hmm. panels to me. Um, without the internet. That's great. Okay. And well then done. I hit chapter 22 and I couldn't get to my phone fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember, do you remember like what the, what the, what the puzzle was or like, yeah, what the... it was the, um, it was the, uh, the first time you run into the gravity Tron thing. Ooh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I vaguely remember that. It's been, to go, like, it's been a long time. All the way over, yeah. to, like a whole another screen to yeah. pick up a box to bring it all the way back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the thing about the game is it's always the simple solutions mm-hmm. they're right under your oh, nose. I, and I, you I knew, just it, walk I knew. Past I'm like, I'm like, I'm missing something. And like all puzzle games, I'm like, I'm missing, I'm missing right. something. I'm like, it's yeah. a great game, man. And I, I really... looked it up. I'm like, oh. I, read, I literally read like three lines. I was like, duh, duh. And I went. <laughs> and that that was one of those. Like there was maybe four or five games I could remember. Um, at that time, that started to blow up the concept of indie game development, you know, and that was one of them. It was like that and Braid and uh, just a couple oh, other handful. And there's of them. a yeah. and there's a very big. I want to give you guys a nice middle finger, you and Charlie and John, oh. because <laughs> not so much John, but John's really into that shadow game. So this is mostly for me. Yeah, the oh, Colossus okay. game. He, he's all like, you know, pro Colossus, and uh-huh. you like to make fun of me. Uh huh. Got seventy fucking gamer score for going the wrong way. <laughs> really. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome, uh, yeah. Because like, like it, you've played Limbo, and it's just like, I'm like, okay, really? I'm well, like, well, I guess we'll go left. It, that's awesome. Boom. Well, but no, but that's, walk, that, no, walked that, right in. It's like, ping, wrong way, seven seventy points. I'm like, no, but that's yeah. oh, but, but <laughs> hang on a second, hang on a second. That's something. <laughs> You guys agree with me? That's something that every season gamer does. Whenever you start a level, especially in certain games, like especially in Nintendo games, the first thing you do is you go to the left, just because there's almost always something behind you. Almost, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I I played Mario. I always went right. It never occurred to me even try going left. But like, 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 like look, I never look behind. Yeah, you know, just forward start. into the sunset. First <laughs> level of every Donkey Kong game. Yeah. The first thing you do is you go left because you go back <laughs> into his treehouse and there's a one up right there. Every oh. single one. <laughs> I th- I think it's kind of become just kind of a. You know, if 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 you want to see if there's something there or not, it just kind of became like a uh, uh, I don't know what you want a niche or not not a niche, but a, a motif, just something to do. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah sure. Just to include in it, if you've got a side scroller for the adventurous type, go left. Just uh, try. <laughs> we'll we'll we'll, wait, re- wait. we'll reward you so, for your exploration. So this comes down yeah, to, but, but just that's to let you know, you're not supposed yeah. to go there. You know? yeah. <laughs> the, the hard-hitting questions of being uh, on Game Red Radio today: Do you go left or do you go right? Yeah. <laughs> if yeah. I was a developer, I would make the game go left, just, 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 yeah. just to break the mold. This is not a political podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. I think. I think it's. Uh, I think it's just a matter of when you play as many games as we all have, we start. You start to learn how developers think. Oh yeah, and a lot of times you'll come up to like an intersection, and there'll be the way that you're clearly supposed to go, and then there's the way that clearly the developer has hidden something behind. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah. it's good stuff. Yeah. Charlie. Yeah. What did you What did you do? What did you do? This oh, week? Um, I well, after our failed attempt last weekend to trying to get um chaos uh, uh chaos uh squad in Sunset Overdrive to work, I tried it the next night after tweaking some settings on my router, and I got it to work. So I don't know if it was that or if it was just down the night before. I don't know. Goat, what? <laughs> just I feel. From here on out, we should just 
Pee-wee's Playhouse, the words Sunset Overdrive. <laughs> no, the day's going to come where we'll stop talking about it. I'm telling you. Yeah, don't say it, but until then, like, anybody time say says, you just get the Pee-wee's Playhouse. You it's, said it's... the word of the day. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap, that's <laughs> I do a pretty mean oh pee Lawrence Fishburne at the window. Oh, God. <laughs> Um, so I played Chaos Gold a little bit, and I've I've talked before about how I I typically I'm, I'm with Goat. Like typically, I stay away from online multiplayer just because the overabundance of like like prepubescent teenagers that just really should not know what the things that they're saying mean. You yes. know what I mean? So um, <laughs> a lot of children who've had sex with my mother according to the internet. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, yeah. Anyways, um, you're so, saying words you don't understand. Yeah. You know. No, the fact that they do understand them is what troubles oh, me. Right. Um, but uh, so I tried a little bit and I played um, I played uh, Chaos Squad in the old factory district, which is the first uh, area that you're in in the game. And um, it was I, I tripped over myself a little bit when I was playing it just because it's 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 like with other like other things. It doesn't really it doesn't tell you like it really give you any instruction whatsoever on how, like the best way to do these things. You kind of have to figure it out yourself. And um, I ended up playing with like a really good group of, uh, of guys and um they uh, they gave me a lot of tips and pointers about how to like how to go about certain things and so um I ended up having a lot of fun um and uh, actually made a few um uh, made a few friends you know quote unquote on uh, on Xbox Live that it, uh, um I, I can't remember the last time I've done that where I've gotten together with like a group of like random strangers and got along with them so well to the point where I actually was like yes I'm going to add you to my friends list so uh, <laughs> that was that was fun um but uh, unfortunately that was all the gaming I got in this last week um just uh, work is is uh, determined to kill me, it seems. And so, um, yeah, well, so that was it. At least you have Sunset Overdrive to break up the the like dark grimace of work. That's the thing. It's like, you know, I... I you know, normally I'm in bed by like 12.31 is usually like my self-imposed bedtime. It was like 3. And, uh, oh and, and, Mich- and you know, Michelle, she, you know, our, our, our relationship ritual at this point is that, um, you know, we'll, we'll, you know, depending on when we get home, you know, we'll have dinner together and we'll watch a couple, you know, we, there's a whole slew of TV shows we try and catch up on and, you know, uh, try and keep up on. And so we'll watch like a show or two just depending on how tired we are and how much time we have and everything. And what almost always happens is that she'll end up falling asleep on the couch next to me and I will watch some of the shows that only I'm watching or I'll play a game or something like mm-hmm. that. But the, typically what we do is that she likes to be in bed by like 1230 and I like to be, you know, I, I know I should be in bed around the same time. So I just take that as law. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and so, you know, it, it's almost always like, okay, it's 1230 time to go to bed and we get up, we move into mm-hmm. uh, move into the bedroom. Um, when I looked at the clock and saw that it was 3am <laughs> after playing multiplayer, Oof, I, wow. I poked her and was like, Michelle, I um, lost track of time. And she was like, Oh, Oh, oh God! It's three. Why? What happened? I'm just like, I'm sorry. I just, I really needed to blow off some steam and just blow some shit up with with random people. And he was I, in the zone. And she and, and just Michelle knows the the kind of month, year, frankly, at this point I've been having <laughs> um, at work. And she's like, No, I completely understand. You really needed to blow off some steam. You've been kind of a bitch recently. I'm just like, Well, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so uh, but yeah, so it's 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 good for that. It's good that you have a uh, a bit of humor. In in the form of uh, you know sunset overdrive waiting for you at the at the end of a long week so that's yeah but um, I'm I'm almost certain that my mentions of it are going to be dropping now because it's like at this point I've done everything in the single player I want to do until like I say the season pass goes on sale and I pick up that and do the expansion stuff I'm the only one who's not neck deep into the game I keep starting other things or playing other things or trying other things and I will get back to and finish it but I think we're about the same place actually yeah we'll see I'll get there soon but uh, yeah how about you John. Um, I, I had a mishmash of stuff this week. I didn't have a tremendous amount of time to play, but I did try to squeeze in a variety of things. Uh, 
uh, day before yesterday, actually, uh, the next season two character for Killer Instinct dropped, a character named Aganos. So I always, whenever they put out the new characters, try to get a little bit of hands-on time with them. Very unique, I gotta say, the the guy who's handling all of the... Uh, the system designs for the Killer Instinct Season 2 characters in particular. Season 1 were great. I love those characters and the way they played are balance. But the the guy who's coming up with the, the methods and designs, it's almost like for a fighting game playing like characters with board game rules. Like they have these very distinct subset of ways they're supposed to play or can be played. And really, I've the Season 2 characters in particular don't feel like any other fighting game characters I've ever played. Um... They're just distinctly different from one another, which is great. No real palette swaps or anything, uh, except for Omen, maybe. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I played Killer Instinct this week a little bit. Not nearly as much as I want to. Um, I got back to uh, Stick of Truth, um, you know, like another maybe 45 minutes. I'm, I'm crawling through it. I know it's not a tremendously long game, but I'm really enjoying it. It's a lot of fun, and it's um, surreal to explore the world of South Park. I guess I realized while I was playing it and opened up the world map that even though you see all these places in the show, you have no actual idea where they're at geographically. And then once you see them on the world map and you participate in that, it's a little mind-boggling. It's almost surreal and weird. You know, it's when when uh, I read some interviews of, from uh, from Trey and Matt when they were when you know before the game came out, and they actually said that before the game they hadn't done that. They hadn't established the relationships of all that. these places, and so like the the stick of truth is the first time that like the the relationship of where all these places are to each other is actually canon it had never been it had never been thought about before they didn't need to think about that it's so, really yeah. fascinating too because what you feel like when you're being when you're able to just walk around the homes and places of this town that normally you don't have any uh level of interaction with other than just watching the scene as it's planned mm-hmm. you almost feel like you are playing the game when they're off the air like behind the scenes it's fucking <laughs> yeah, strange yeah. No, I know what you it's mean. really yeah. really weird what do you, what do you say go oh that interview i seen that was the, the they were to follow up on charlie there they were t- there was matt or one of the two was like the hardest part of that was they were like oh yeah we sat down we did this game and then we realized well, how do you get from kyle's yeah. to <laughs> that's what yeah, they said yeah, it's crazy they're like we had no idea where any, like we how do you do that? Like, yep. <laughs> what I didn't expect though is now when I watch that show, I'm going to have an idea approximately mm-hmm. where yeah. things are directionally, mm-hmm. and that's something that I never anticipated. And I'm not sure if that's going to bother me. That might actually kind of weird <laughs> me out a little bit. Um, Wait so, a second, it takes way longer than that to get from yeah, those exactly, two places. Exactly. <laughs> um, you know, I we mentioned that that I I had a soul crushing defeat uh, in Titanfall <laughs> oh, with Ryan. It was it was literally so hard on yourself. Oh, in fifteen, who dies fifteen times in a first person shooter? Tired. And no, yeah. no, I was a failure. That's what happened. <laughs> Normally, to, as a bit of history for Ryan and I, we've been playing first person shooters together for a long time, and we almost always in any first person shooter we're playing in finish top three, and it's usually he and I vying for the top two spots. Mm-hmm on any server we play on so an O and 15 uh like loss that is almost like a seppuku like territory like <laughs> a ritual suicide to restore honor to my family name you know i'm glad you brought that up because it actually reminded me uh you guys gave me a hard time about the tonight's uh <laughs> heroism he's, he's dwelling on uh, heroism. but, uh, but I, I, I do i do remember someone else uh sitting next to me uh on titanfall 
so disappointed with themselves that they too left before. No, the game no, ended. but I didn't. We'll, we'll talk about that. I left the match <laughs> okay. right at the end of the match when I knew it was over. And it I was, learned it from watching you. I did you. not rage quit everybody out of the map. We'll talk about that later. Um, and of course, I played iDarb. I did start uh, Tales from the Borderlands episode one. Um, I'm only about 20 minutes into it, really enjoying it so far, given that I'm not a big fan of the Borderlands world. Um, but we'll see where it goes, you know. Well, that's I, it for me. I, I, I just couple things um as far as what about your killer instinct yeah i can't tell if you like season two as much as you did season one or if it's just a i don't know just i because, actually just because it's a new company that uh, it's strange i like season one more yeah. than i like season two i just like the characters better i they're closer to my heart from my childhood oh, okay, and you i just keep like, talking about how different it is i can't tell i can't read you if you're, if you're it, actually it is different it. though I'm, that's not a complaint that's a compliment in an odd sort of way but yeah. it's they they do the season two characters feel they're much harder to play yeah you have to put a lot more thought into how you play the season two characters so i don't dislike season two at all but i i love the characters from season one i have a a, a sentimental spot in my heart for them right. from i was just a kid. i was just curious because i honestly no, couldn't I tell love if, you it. Were, As, if you were liking it the progression of it uh you know. it, to me it's kind of a social experiment in gaming too because you've got two different companies that developed two separate seasons yeah, with the same composer making the same music and sound for it and they still make it feel like a unified thing, and that's kind of a strange thing for gaming to me. And I love it. It's just it's a really cool game. Um, for and, and one last thing was that uh, the South Park thing that you mentioned. I'm glad that they did that. They finally sat down and figured out what the world map looks like. Sure. Only because uh, I, I I do have a, a Hulu Plus subscription, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I was able to watch all the South Park episodes up to date. And they recently had one. You know how they're usually uh, very uh, very very up to date on things that are trending. And uh, one of the one of the controversies now is about uh, drones, you know, like drone delivery. Oh, drone sure. Like that. And uh, how there's like no fly zones. Uh, you can uh, opt for that. Anyway, uh, they were that up to it. Uh, they were that up to date on it. And this was uh, even a few months back uh, when the season finally uh, uh, that the most recent season ended. One of the episodes was actually about uh, drones flying around. And because they did that, I think because they, they, they put in the, uh, the work figuring mm-hmm. out um, the geography, the, the, the yeah. geography. Yeah. And you know how they've now switched to like fully 3D and everything like that. They were actually able to go like first person view on one of the drones and just kind of fly around. And oh, that, nice. I think I think one thing helped the other, and now they're able to expand the show. Makes me wonder if they like actually that. use the game for some of that. That would be awesome. No, that's what I'm saying. I think yeah. because they put the work into the game and just sort of you know made it. I mean, I mean for the for the flying around stuff, I wonder if they use like the 3D engine oh. from the game to do some of that. It's possible. No, I was yeah. just saying that like now that they've got the the world their world map in canon. Sure, yeah. Uh, it I, now I, lends I imagine itself that lends to, itself uh, to yeah. yeah. It's, it's only going to help the show. That's Definitely. awesome. That's yeah. all I can say because now they got the drone one. If you saw it, it's it's like you they're going from one house. That's crazy. I think it was oh, it was actually Butter's house and peeping into one of their neighbors that you, <laughs> you know you have seen in a previous episode. Now you know exactly how far away they are. That's cool. That makes perfect sense. Actually, anyway, that's all I want to say. So. Okay, so uh, that's what we've done this last week in gaming. Let's see what the industry's done this last week in gaming. All right, uh, so coming in at number five, uh, the headline reads, Masahiro Sakurai impressed by Steam. So over in Japan, Famitsu took some time to sit down with Super Smash Bros. creator uh, Masahiro Sakurai to talk about the state of the digital marketplaces out there. Sakurai cited Steam as a superior uh, product due to Valve's ability to properly incentivize games in a digital format. He was quoted as saying, "It becomes it's become mandatory that each platform has its own built-in um, digital shop. So among those, which online shop is superior and offers the most incentive to buy from it? I would answer Steam. 
He went on to say, when someone opens Steam, depending on their purchases and viewing history, suggested titles pop up and there are sales almost every day with massive deals. This the, the changes vary, making me check in frequently. He also paid compliment to Steam's rating system, the ability to search tags and genres, achievements, wish lists, and the ease with which Steam updates their games. Uh, he also said, I write this because on varying levels, I have complaints with every other online shopping format. He concluded, while there are limitations for each platform, perhaps those in development of shopping apps could take a page from Steam's playbook. So it's kind of interesting. Uh, the reason I included this article is because you don't see um, somebody who, who's such a key figure at Nintendo. Nintendo is widely regarded as being a little bit behind the times when it comes to their handling of digital distribution and content. So uh, it's sort of interesting to hear somebody on their end chime in on the polar opposite end of what they're known for. So uh, I don't know. It's uh, you don't see people from sort of opposing uh, sides give such ringing endorsements like that. It's kind of kind of interesting. Yeah. What do you guys think? Well, I mean, it makes sense because I mean a lot of the Steam stuff, like um, <coughs> there's like st- like stuff that goes to the eShop and to Steam that I've noticed. Like like uh, what that Steam Dig game I think was on Steam. Oh yeah, yeah. Shovel yeah. Knight I think is on Steam as well. Yeah. <clears throat> so I mean they're in the same boat it's i guess it's cool that like he's giving them props for doing it right even though i mean the eShop i'll give nintendo credit it works for what it's, it's a, supposed to do pales in comparison though is well, yeah, yeah. in terms also, in terms of deals offered you know yeah. i mean a, a oh, lot yeah. of the 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 major sales you see on um you know the Xbox one mm-hmm. the PlayStation 4 and so on they are all adopting that business model from Steam. Like even that that big sale we were talking about last week, um, you know, I ended up buying the Telltale game series, you know, fifty five bucks yeah. for all of those seasons. That's the sort of thing you would have seen on Steam. Yeah. Started at Steam. Yeah. It's it's resonating outward because it's it's a formula that works. Well, yeah, they're they're figuring out that people don't want to pay for anything, so they might <laughs> yeah, make, yeah that is they kind might of as well get as little money as they possibly can because it's better than zero. Yeah. I, you know, I think it's you know every time. Yeah, I remember when the the Xbox One and the PS4 were coming out, and we were talking about um, if they had just come out, we were talking about the way that they were doing their online thing, and the Xbox One was talking about um, you know their reverse plans for doing like their their digital distribution plans with the you know how, just all that that the whole all that whole mess. Everybody always compares it to like, well, if they only did it like Steam does it. I mean, yeah. like that phrase has just been used so many times referring to everybody else. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I, I think he's I think he's uh, he's entirely correct. I mean, like, I think Steam has really perfected the formula yeah. Yeah. as far as how to do all this. And, um, you know, especially like with their, you know, with their integration, I, I don't think they have any official relation to. But, you know, we've talked about like the Humble Bundles in the past before, you know, even though they don't have any, re- you know, direct, um, you know, business relationship with humble bundle you know when you buy the pc versions of games on humble bundle you redeem them on steam and so i think there's at least enough of an interaction there where there's 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 something i don't think that would be possible if steam didn't exist and um so just having that you know just i i think they've done i I think they've they've figured out how to do digital distribution for for video games and i think they're doing it perfectly yeah Go. No, I do think it's very honorable though of him to i mean that's what i was getting at it's honorable of nintendo oh sure hey you did it right Hats uh, off. Yeah. Well, that seems to be more his opinion. I don't think he was speaking for Nintendo yeah. directly, yeah. but it's yeah. just interesting to hear. But I mean, if you work for Nintendo and you're him, come on, let's be. Yeah. You're speaking yeah. for Nintendo if you want to or not. That's <laughs> yeah, true. But it's, it's, it's cool for other companies to, you know, they tip their hats and be like, man, we wish we would have done well, that. Well, it's just, it's kind of a sign of the time we're living in, you know, when, when 
a, a very influential figure like that will, even if he's not working on those same sort of things or, or working well, in that same before. space. Yeah, it's happened before because I mean, Nintendo's uh, back in the day. Nintendo um, gave Sega props for Sonic. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, it's just long time ago. Yeah. Not guaranteed they're not giving them props <laughs> <Yeah>. anymore. <laughs> well, no, because they own them. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like you guys great, great with this character. Thanks, we appreciate. Because we're using him in everything now. Maybe that yeah. maybe that's gonna happen again. Maybe Nintendo will buy Steam and save themselves. <laughs> it's gonna be a lot of money. They're gonna have to pinch their <laughs> yeah. pennies, man. I don't think they're gonna get that easy. <laughs> All right, coming in at number four, Jade Raymond says that the games industry is in a constant state of disruption. So, um, <clears throat> former Ubisoft producer Jade Raymond commented earlier this week on the seemingly perpetual fear that developers seem to have of the next big thing in the ever-changing gaming industry. Raymond, who has produced the first two Assassin's Creed games as well as portions of Brotherhood and who more recently built the Ubisoft Toronto offices from nothing into a 350-person strong team, says that she got into creating games in the first place because, quote, it is this undefined thing that has been evolving continuously and constantly changing. On the issue of change, she was quoted as saying, it's funny because every year you go to these events like DICE or wherever and everybody's talking about, oh my God, disruption in the gaming industry. And it's crazy, but it's like, haven't you been in the game industry forever and hasn't there been this crazy disruption every single year? Either it's social games on Facebook, oh no, now it's mobile, oh no, now it's early access, now it's VR and HoloLens. That's what the industry is. That's what attracted me to it. I love the fact that we're pushing the medium forward and what the medium is is constantly redefining the way people engage. I think games will continue to evolve and I want to be part of that process of pushing things forward. Raymond resigned her post at Ubisoft this past October to set her sights on new and as yet unnamed projects. Um, You know, I bring this up because uh, you do hear a lot of people kind of doom saying about the state of in-app purchases and mobile gaming and mobile (laughs) platform right now and oh, it's going to ruin games. It's, It's screwing everything up. And it is screwing some things up, um, but she does make kind of a good point because I remember uh, some of the things that she mentioned, I, I remember kind of going, oh, it's going to fucking topple the industry. These <laughs> things suck. They're going to ruin everything. You know? So, um, you know, maybe maybe this is just another thing in the long oh, list of things. Hold on. Hold on. There are two high points to this, to this story that prove that the industry will never be toppled. Uh-huh. Virtual Boy? <laughs> you are not wrong and Final Fantasy mobile gaming well now, I, I, I know you love how many Final Fantasy mobile games there are out there yeah yeah. I, I know you have three copies of all of them just because you love them so much <laughs> wait when you say toppling are you talking about causing another video game crash uh, any sort maybe of, I mean, any sort of toppling I don't, it's not going to do anything to the industry the industry is going to be fine maybe it's ruining games great. as we know them in the state that we know them yeah. where you pay $60 for a top tier product and it's finished and they put it out and that happens mm-hmm. I mean maybe those days are kind of over yeah. but uh, you know you, you just know hear a lot of you're, yeah you gotta there is a point to that. Um, what I'm saying, what you're saying, is that it's uh, things have evolved so much, and uh, you, how much, how much is a game worth, and what do you consider AAA versus not? Only I only uh, it's it's like is it the number of develop uh, developers? Uh, um, because if you think about it, some of the best games out there, you know, just have some small development teams. They do. I guess I should, for myself personally, I should differentiate um, AAA from uh, quality title. All right, so. Yeah. When when you see there are certain names that when I see their name on the label for the development and publishing of a game, I expect that game to come out and be when I say good, I mean finished. I mean as bug free as possible, as seamless as just I just want it to be 
If I pay $60, $65 after tax for a, a game right off the shelf, I expect it to work properly. I expect it to provide as much content as possible, uh, possible within a reasonable means. And I expect it to not be, you know, uh, in that sort of very destiny way, six months from now, you're going to be charging me $20 for a minimal expansion yeah. for a game. That, that's what I expect from a AAA title. Which is why he's such a Ubisoft fan. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're starting to push it's so me. so diehard. Based, based <laughs> on last week's rant, they're pushing me in the other direction quickly. Um, but I, I I don't care whether it's a AAA title or a an indie title as long as it's a good finished product. That's all I want. I, I guess being from the age of gaming, the, the you know, in the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s, the difference for me is is that I grew up in a time, we grew up in a time where we paid 60, 70, sometimes $80 for a game when they were really expensive and we got a finished product and we got a full fleshed out product product and maybe that's why guys in our age group are frustrated with gaming right now yeah. because we are not getting the same thing in terms of uh, quality or quantity that we are used to getting. For most of our lives, we played IDARB today. It's exactly (laughs) what we grew up with. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. (laughs) We'll get we'll get to that, but that was amazing. I'm with you, John. Like it's the whole. I I don't care what the size, the 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 price, or anything like that is. Like I, I just want to be okay and satisfied with my purchase. I've been. I'll put it to you like this. I've been disappointed with more games I've purchased lately than I have been satisfied. Yeah, and as a result, I don't feel compelled to. Pay full price for a lot of yep. games. I wait until everything's on sale mm, because that's I don't want. I'm tired sales. of getting burned. Yeah, you know. Yeah, precisely what that article is saying. She is, she's basically talking about. Uh, she didn't say specifically, but uh, in the uh, the state of things, uh, possibly because of like microtransactions, which are always a big controversy. Um, DLC, uh, things like that. It's just what you said was right. It's like games used to be a certain you know price point, but there was no uh, day one patch. It was what it was um now the value of a game um now they're trying to you think about all these ways that they're releasing it uh as a free-to-play and then you know with microtransactions episodic uh you know um charlie last week uh played uh metal gear solid Mm -hmm. that is that was not a full priced game when it came out it was what 29.99 yeah yeah so like it was a full game the the thing is she that your article that you just read about uh, jade raymond uh it's 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 spot on because uh it's nebulous at best like you know the like what the value of a game is anymore yeah and but it used to be really defined yeah, when that's we were saying, kids now, growing up but technology's blurred that line so bad cuz now you don't even have to buy the disc anymore it's I, still well, 60 bucks i know this isn't going to make sense but uh i honestly blame the internet the, well, the yeah, cap- well, it definitely changed a lot of things. Oh, yeah. To uh the, the high speed internet the, that that capability yeah. that uh luxury mm-hmm. sort of you know. Well, yeah, I mean, and like I said, like the whole, like, I had to pay $60 for digital. I can get it now. Yeah. Uh, fuck that. I'm going to go out and spend $60. I'm getting a piece of plastic to put on my shelf at minimum. Yep. Yeah. You, know, you know, I guess the only thing that bothers me about it is I know it's at the command and instruction of the people who, who pay their salaries, mm. but it it breaks my heart to think that people in our age group that grew up having the same great experiences that we all had with gaming are the people now making chunks of DLC and sort of arguably ripping people off. You know, those very same kids that grew up having those great experiences are now the ones that are taking the value out of it for people. Yeah, 
But at the same time, those are the same people who have house payments, car payments, and children to pay for. That's what I'm saying. I know. It, I know it's probably not, it's not what they would want to do, no. but it still kind of stings to I, me. I, yeah. Nostalgia doesn't make my mortgage payment. It, it, I wish it did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But and, uh, you buying seven episodes of my game <laughs> that pays my mortgage payment. I don't mind episodic episodic content <laughs> you know what I'm as long as it's completed. Yeah. Or, like you, when you, know, you bookend yeah. it, it it yeah. feels like, like a 55, solid game. Fifty five thousand people bought my. 99 cent sword whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it still I, pays my car payment I think what this all comes down to is that they wouldn't be doing this if it didn't work yeah. no it, it may, definitely yeah. makes money I never argued whether it made money I'm yeah. arguing <laughs> I'm arguing the, the ethics of it that's what I'm well, arguing yeah. some of that stuff you know? oh god John, John, can you imagine what this world would be like if every business was ethical yeah. John's yeah. on his soapbox in his front yard saying back in my day Get off my lawn, you damn kids! That, you know what, that, John? We that should be a segment. Packed. What's that? That should be a segment in itself. Your your get off, get, get off, off my lawn. lawn. No, because if, no, listen, I've been listening to you guys, and you've had a get off my lawn moment. Like, oh yeah, I do. Three consecutive get off my lawn moments like in three episodes. I, I like it. I like it. I have a get off my lawn moment uh, between the moment in which my eyes open in the morning and when I first put my pants on. There's mm-hmm. a get off my lawn moment in my head every morning when I wake up. Yeah, we can just start soapbox fun. That sounds like a personal problem. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I like Ryan's idea. I think we should definitely get a segment called Soapbox Flynn. Soapbox <laughs> Flynn. Make me sound like an old 50s. Like, no, we just uh, need that's because what you're doing makes you sound like an old I'm 50s. I'm Soapbox Flynn. <laughs> now we just need a jingle. <laughs> oh, God. I think we just got it. Yeah. <laughs> Please, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, coming in at number three this week, uh, Pac-Man theme restaurant level 257 is now opened. Sort of. Um, a massive 40,000 square foot Pac-Man restaurant called level 257 is now open uh, out near Woodfield Mall in Schaumburg, Illinois. Uh, for a limited handful of people, adorably referred to in the press releases as beta testers. Aww. <laughs> beta testers can make a dinner reservation and sample menu and some of the entertainment before a grand opening comes later this year. So as Charlie said earlier, uh, we were talking about it off the uh, air here, a soft opening. Yep. Uh, for those who may not know, level 257 is a reference to the famed kill string, uh, kill string, Kill screen that crashes the game upon completing level 256 in Pac-Man. The restaurant seats 180 people, has a bowling alley, ping pong tables, and of course, Pac-Man arcade cabs to enjoy on hand. Holy shit, sounds like Chuck E. Cheese almost. It does, it does, Um, but probably a lot more expensive. Uh, Some of the drinks even have video game themes, uh, names like Game Over, One Up, and Midway. For more info or to make a reservation or if you want to check out the menu, you can head over to the Level 257 Facebook page. Um, this is cool, man. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, I uh, I discovered that one of my acquaintance slash friends is um, going to be a server there, and she was talking about like some of the menu items that they have. Apparently, they um, what, what what excited me the most is they're going to have like 32 craft beer handles, which um, which which I think is, uh, is is a pretty good number. And she said it's going to be like you know they're not going to have like. Uh, at least from what she's seen, of course, this is not a, this is not, you know, I'm not speaking for the restaurant, of course, but from what she's seen, um, they're not, you know, going to have like, like half of them being like Budweiser products and things like that. It's actually like good. They're, they're good really, stuff. they're really trying to connect with like local, like Illinois, Wisconsin and Indiana, like craft That's breweries awesome. and get some real good beers on tap. They also apparently have a quite a substantial wine list, which I did not expect for this kind of a restaurant. Are you fancy? But, um, yeah, but, um, but yeah, no, it's, um, it sounds, it sounds pretty cool from everything I'm hearing about it. I'm definitely excited to get down there. What do you think, Goat? I think it's a gaming restaurant for people who aren't gamers. From what I've seen, <laughs> pro- pro- probably. And that—that's the thing too. So we were uh, we were in this conversation I was having. We also talked a little bit about the um, what they were expecting their customer base to be and their 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 the you know just what they were trying to do. And um, 
apparently they're going for people who were growing up, you know, in the eighties who are like adults now and things like that. It's, um, it, this is definitely not a Chuck E. Cheese. Like this is not a place where you're, hopefully you're going to be seeing a, kids a run very around. Very expensive like that. looking place. For yeah. yeah that's the thing too. She was talking about, um, some of the menu items in their prices and this is not, um, this is not like $5 burger. Well, see, that's what I'm worried yeah. about. When, when they said it was over by Woodfield, you know, immediately you're going to be paying a premium. It's for that in area. the mall, just to be clear. You know, this is part of the mall. Yeah. What, what I, had visioned in my head whenever somebody talks about any nord- sort of like new video gaming themed restaurant or geek culture nerd culture themed restaurant I my heart uh, flutters because <laughs> I, I have this picture in my mind of like I'm just gonna go there and patronize them for any of my food or drink needs forever in my, for the rest <laughs> of my life until I realize that being in Woodfield Mall and in Schaumburg that I'm probably gonna be paying $12 for a mixed drink and at 14 to $15 for a cheeseburger mm-hmm. And then maybe I changed my mind about it, but more so, um, people like us will appreciate it because of where we come from. Mm-hmm. But I have a feeling that the average person dining in there is going to be like, you know, just have this vision in my head of these, uh, you know, Illinois people that are in there going, oh, like that's Pac-Man. It's so cute. <laughs> and then that's it. Like there's, that's about as much nostalgia as they're going to get out of people. Oh, look, it's house. a Nintendo restaurant. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The generalized, yeah. The, the, the dreaded Call generalized Nintendo. Yeah. Yeah, so, I, I I do have a sorry. I, I, go ahead. Oh, I, you're a guest. I, no, I I I, 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 have, I have a question. I it, it's going to sound silly, but I'm actually being very serious about this. Do there? I'm sure they serve. I don't know what kind of food they serve, but I'm assuming they have burgers on the menu. Um, yeah, I, I think okay. it's like I think it's like just general American okay, fare. So, yeah. isn't is an eighth of it cut out? <laughs> I just, I mean, it is Pac-Man themed, so. Um, you know what? I, I, I'm down. I, I imagine that there's at least one, at the very that, least, on the kids menu that does. Okay, that's, but, that's uh, a missed sure. opportunity. I'm yeah. just saying, you got missed opportunity. Not, you better charge me less no. one slice of pizza if you're going to make it look like Pac-Man. No, no, it would be on the side. You would still get it. You know, like oh. it, it's it's like when you order egg in the hole. It's like you get you still get the circle of bread just on the side. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what do they do? Take one slice out, drop it on a plate, and then throw a pepperoni where the eyeball should be. <laughs> Yes, I just yeah. I, well, and and my second thing is just uh, of all the recreational activities, I don't I don't remember hearing you say that there was an actual like arcade there. No, it's just Pac Man and bowling, man. Uh, how it's, could you have something themed after that and not even have? I have an answer to that. Yes, it's made for people. It's not made for gamers. It's made for people. Who, that think Pac-Man's cute. No. No. <laughs> who who like the thought of games. No, no, no. <laughs> it's made for guys who are in the industry who make, like, you know, money. And they're actually, like, in the gaming world. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure I, this I've was seen, a substantial I've, investment. I've, I've, seen, I've seen the menu. It's all that hidey tidy bullshit food where you get, like, three pieces of this for 50 bucks. Uh, honestly, the, 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 well, from everything I've seen of this place, the true gamers... Uh, would wash the the patrons' cars for this place. It's <laughs> wow. a polo shirt and khaki a thon. I, I believe that goats take might be slightly exaggerated. But <laughs> you know what? It, I, I I'm curious to see what, what this sort of things they name the menu after because yeah. I'm I'm stoked that they're doing like uh you know video game themed drinks, but the, yeah. the they're it's super just, obvious yeah. drink names. There's nothing really as a this place on the nose across to me as a place where you would take your corporate. Christmas party too, and I'm sure it will be that too. But I think they're also trying to make it more of a special event occasion. Like this isn't oh, yeah. like a sure, TGI sure. Fridays where you just go every week just to hang out. Sure, sure. I sure. think this is more like it's it's my birthday and I get to pick the one restaurant I want to go every year. This but is I where just, I want to go because I've been looking forward to it all year. I, I think it's more the direction they're going. Feel like oh, put like put on your Sunday's best. We got our tax return. <laughs> That's right. 
and we're gonna spend the whole thing at yeah, level two fifty seven. Exactly. I I do Bring think a family of five for five ninety five. That, that we would be doing you the listeners uh, an injustice if uh, we just, champions of Gamerhead Radio did not go in there as a threesome. Oh, yeah, we're, gonna and, go, uh, we're gonna go. We're gonna go. And and taste the, the the menu here. Let's be honest. We'll go. We'll see how long it takes for me to get kicked out. But we'll go because <laughs> I'm sure I'm not what they want in their. So restaurant. we're gonna go. We're gonna bring a muzzle for goat. Is what I'm gonna be saying. bummed out though if if they don't have creative names for all the different foods there. I imagine that they will. They, they, I hope so. Oh, it's I, gonna I, be like, from what I've seen about what the restaurant looks like and everything, they definitely had some talented people on like the marketing like side of things and like the the interior design. I bet just, they're like, gonna the go the safe it, route though. You I think so? Gonna, I think so. I'm, I'm gonna well, call it. I think they're going the safe route. And ran by Namco, so they can they they can get a little deep, but I I don't think they're. You have my word. It's gonna be Rainforest Cafe. We're like, look, animal. No, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> you. You have my word, though, that if I ever open a video game themed restaurant, I'll get creative. I'll get crazy with the food names. I I will make a uh, little. Uh, chocolate favored uh, donut holes and call them Koopa Poopas. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be one uh, uh, item on the menu. We'll see what happens. Hey, if you guys right. do go, I'd like to see if uh, they actually sell some version of, even as a dessert, uh, the Pac Man pellet. They do. Yes. Yes. That would not surprise me. That's smart. Yeah, That's that good. is on the menu. I remember, um, you know, we should talk a little bit more about this off air about the idea of opening up our own video game themed restaurant. We, uh, I, I smell a feature. <laughs> all I'm, all and I'm or a mailbag. Is the Bloody Marys better be named Headshot. <laughs> I actually had a, I actually had a similar conversation. It was a, a a while ago with some friends. My favorite one, the one that sticks out in my head from the most, is just that you know the you know when you have your various appetizers, and then you've got like the you know the 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 you know the 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 option where you can get a little bit of all of them. That would of course be the combo platter. Yes, yeah. You're just excited because it sounds like killer. Maybe I fucking am. Hey, what of it? Hey, what do you want to fight about? Only, it? That's fight only about allowed it? if you do that, right? If you uh-huh. order a single one that is on there on that mm-hmm. platter, it's got to be a combo breaker. <laughs> you make it one of those theatrical restaurants like uh, like Ed DeBevix, and whenever somebody orders that particular thing, the server has to go cook a combo platter <laughs> <laughs> at the top of their lungs, and then two guys jump on the bar and fight. That's true. <laughs> You nerds. This is not the exit. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, anyways, though, I, I think it's a great idea. I, I really hope it turns out well, and I'm excited to check it out and see what comes of it. Any Anything uh, video game themed that comes to Chicagoland, and there seems to be a lot of it lately, which is awesome, um, is welcome in my book. Anything Definitely. that celebrates our, uh, our hobby. Sweet. Bring Agreed. It. Do it. Bring it. All right, coming in at number two, former Sega CEO says company's irrelevance was not inevitable. So former Sega of America CEO Tom Kalinske spoke with Game Industry and told them that things didn't have to end up the way that they have for Sega. Kalinske said, and I quote, it was not inevitable. It could have been avoided if they had made the right decisions going back literally 20 years ago, but they seem to have made the wrong decisions for the last 20 years. Giving, a, giving an example, Kalinsky said that he and Sony executives Mickey Sholoff and Olaf Olafsson, that is not a fucking joke name, <laughs> Olaf Olafsson, had plans to launch a console together. The plan would have combined Sony's hardware knowledge with Sega's software know-how to allow both companies to share in the risks, costs, and rewards together. Um, he says, we went to Sony and agreed, and they agreed, great idea, whether we call it Sega Sony or Sony Sega, who cares? So we go over to Sega, and the board turned it down flat, which I thought was the stupidest decision ever made in the history of business. And from that moment on, I didn't feel that they were capable of making correct decisions in Japan any longer. So wow. <laughs> that, that's a pretty bold statement yeah, coming that's... from the American, the CEO of the American arm of the company at that time, who would, would have been the most closely related person to uh, you know the, the, the father branch out in Japan. Yeah. 
Um, you do hear a lot about the sort of uh, hubris of a lot of the, the Japanese CEOs. Yeah. And their inability to move forward change <laughs> and change uh and this seems to be i mean he's talking about 20 years ago but yes yeah, so, yeah so the the uh too long did not read version of that comment was we would we would be doing great if we hadn't done if we hadn't done everything wrong for the last 20 years literally everything <laughs> and, and and you kind of get the impression recently with some of the the gags we've talked about on the show and sonic boom and you know but this going back 20 years kind of shows you that this was a slow burn I mean, yeah. this was not something that, that cropped up overnight. And I mean, you started to notice it during the uh, the Saturn days with some of the weird shit they started doing with Sonic and company. But um, it seems like it was it was a series of just one bad idea stacked on top of I another. Think the beginning of the end was the 32X. Probably so, which I did own, still own, and oh, did enjoy some things shade. on. No, there were some good games on that thing. I'm not saying that it was a great idea in the way that it was implemented, but I'm saying some of the games that was on the Shadow Squadron was fantastic. Okay, if you ever talk about Virtual Boy and make Goat feel bad about it, he now has a 32X. <laughs> yeah, I have a 32X. I have a closet full of uh, uh, buyer's remorse. <laughs> it's bad. It's rough. I open the closet, look at it, and go... Ah, I could be a homeowner right now and then I close the closet and you know, it's not good. I have the same closet. Yeah. I think like, we all oh, have man. those closets. I think a lot of us do. Yeah, basically yeah. all it is too is like when you have your friends over you're just like oh quick 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 check this out. Remember this is the thing? And they go oh and you're like yeah I feel just as bad for owning it. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of it sits in my storage unit. It's, it's like in this big old bag of seemed like a good idea at the time sort of like it's just bad. Is it actually written on the bag in like shoe polish? It's true. Ideas that failed. That's Me what I'm going to put on my company. headstone. That's what's going to be on my headstone. John here lies Jonathan Santiago yeah. seemed like a good idea at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Story of my life, I tell you. Oh. Um, you know, but it, I guess it's kind of a, it can be kind of a cautionary tale with Sega. I mean, at one time it was, it was, you know, Nintendo and Sega and, you know, not really anybody else between the two of yeah. them. And, you know, I guess it goes to show you that, uh, what, what, what is right now, who knows 15 years from now, Sony yeah. or Microsoft could be not even close to the contenders that we're, we're enjoying yeah. products on. So well, we'll see. And Nintendo's not really a high contender anymore anyways. So, I mean, this, the tides making have a comeback. shifted. They're yeah, creeping. But I'm just saying they're still kind of like. You know, the two guys that weren't even in the in the world back then are now the two top people. Yeah, True, but that, that very thing that I was just complaining about, about not feeling like I'm getting a, a premium product for the amount of money I play, you can say whatever you want about Nintendo, and maybe they do play a little too safe, but I know that the 40 or 50 bucks I'm spending on their games, I know I'm getting a complete game that's yep. not going to have a four-hour patch day one. Yep. Yeah, Mario shows up every day, every they time. They still, that's true. closer to any than anybody else in, in the market right now mm -hmm. for gaming, they still make games closer to what I enjoyed growing up for most of my life up until five or six years ago than anybody else in the mm -hmm. industry right now. That's true. Which I, is part of why I think they're becoming popular again and it's starting to kind of build up for them slowly. I will give Nintendo this. That Mario shows up every time and he has a complete game. Donkey Kong Country may not have used all the screens, but it still worked <laughs> fine. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, you had, you had some thoughts? Oh, yeah. Um, listen, a few weeks ago, uh, in your app since Michelle was here, and you guys were talking. He's about, pointing at goat for the listeners. Oh, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Audio. I, uh, you, what you can't see where my fingers pointing. Um, yeah, uh, Michelle was here in goat's absence, and uh, you guys were talking about uh, this. Uh, uh, what basically has led to this article um, is that they're shift. Uh, Sega's shifting their gears uh, towards uh, was it mobile and PC gaming? 
Oh yeah, I I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is sort of related to that because he's yeah. talking about like the direction, you know, like uh, they're. No, yeah, they're they're going mobile, aren't they? I think so. Yeah, yeah. they are. They're they're despondent right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, it's it's related to that. Uh, I the thing is, is that um, by the way, I love Sega. Uh, love their Dreamcast. I know. And, and I love the no. I love my Dreamcast. No, but everybody everybody loves listen, listen, Dreamcast. I was I was a big Sega fan. It was just heartbreaking for me when that happened. But yeah. I still wanted them to succeed. Um, the thing is, is that I feel like uh, the them shifting the market uh, to doing mobile and PC. I just think that it doesn't mean that it's the end of things. I think it's just if you think about it, like especially mobile gaming, it's it's quick and easy. You can make a quick buck. You know, people just kind of buy things. At, you know, in mass. Yeah, but the bottom's going to drop out of that market, like the California gold rush. Man. I think they're giving it a <laughs> shot because they're just kind of looking at the numbers of where things are going or heading. Maybe they're a little late. Who knows? But they're giving it a shot. Hopefully, it works out for them, and it just means that they just need to build up enough capital to start making console games again. I, I don't I think it's completely that. over. I just think it's just for the time being, restructuring. It's just a form of restructuring. Sure. Um, that's just my opinion. Secondly, uh, what you were talking about, we talked. You talked about Nintendo. Uh, a little earlier and now you're talking about sega all of which came out of japan there's kind of like a you know everyone knows this when you know it's just japan's an island and they've kind of got this <laughs> i mean no no seriously they got this culture we know seriously they're an island they're no they're they got this culture uh oh, yeah, I, I don't know why it doesn't affect australia the same way but i mean <laughs> yeah i'm they, just saying it's just like they've got this you know epistemology uh, it's like it's epistemology you know just like they're sort of surrounded by their own parameters beliefs and it's just very very hard for them to uh absorb or swallow anything that comes from the west sounds like the usa <laughs> no but yeah. you, you get what i'm saying though, i do right? i like, do i understand um, so the fact that they that, are literally uh, alone so on the their fact own that the guy that created smash is uh from what you were saying earlier uh complimenting or you know noting uh steam when other japanese you know uh, big wigs you know don't acknowledge it mm. um and refuse to see it as any kind of uh, success that's a it's kind of a slow step they it takes a while for They're them to slowly figure things out. Yeah. Coming out of their because they always believe that Japan. what they do is the best thing for them, and they know things better than anyone else. You know, um, and I just feel like they—they're just—they're just real. They just—they just got real big, uh, thick skulls. You know, when it comes yeah, to their own hey. culture, yeah. maybe so. Yeah, that's that's every culture. We're, America's just as bad and everything else. They live in their own little world, and they don't really care to live outside that world. And they don't, but to do business, you have to. And I think they're finally getting the memo. Yeah, some are definitely worse than others. I just, I think they yeah. are on the 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 worser end of the spectrum. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, look at me, look at me. Tiles are putting out for just Vita. That says something. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah that's uh, definitely true. Definitely big cautionary tale for all the developers out there. Hopefully, not don't too many other Japan. people follow suit. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> or don't put out Sonic Boom. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but, but put a Sonic game out so Ryan's happy that he can play Sonic on his phone. Look, I, I, I'm with Ryan. In a perfect world, I would love to see Sega make a comeback with software and hardware and do mm-hmm. it their way again. I need them to finish Shenmue. Please. I, <laughs> for God's sake. I'm you waiting, can't leave maybe a dude you'll hanging get, uh, like that. Maybe you'll get it on a, on a mobile platform. There you you, know, I, you can I pay have... for it one chunk at a time and, and oh, it'll that... be all, you know... Every mini game is, uh, you know, dude. I, I, I have, no, no, I no, have no, Shenmue is. blue balls. Just to let you know, <laughs> it's just so unfair. John, John, it's so unfair. I got it. What's gonna happen now? They've gone mobile. Is you'll get your Shenmue trading card game. <laughs> there you go. On your phone. Uh, he's cringing. He's gritting his teeth. Ninety nine cents a card. Fuck. Three thousand cards shit. for the complete set. Yeah, he sounds like he wants that like a bad rash. Uh, oh. I, I need to take a shower. Must clean. No. 
Let that be a lesson to you. Be careful what you wish for. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's go ahead and move on to number one. Uh, Telltale Games is teaming with Lionsgate Films to produce video game and television hybrid, quote, super shows. I have to admit, I got so excited by this headline that I couldn't even read the article. I was just... The the very idea is just like... This is amazing. So please, uh, hey, Charlie, Charlie about. Squeed, hyperventilated, <laughs> passed out in a pool of his no, own no, no. drool. No, I, I'm getting this picture of just a nice, quiet business floor with cubicles. And all of a sudden, this guy pops out over the top and just goes, fuck it, and runs out. <laughs> that, that's why his boss has got him staying late. <laughs> uh, Mr. Mr. Worthy, we can't have those kind of ex- explosions in this that's floor. True. <laughs> true. Wow, an innocent article suddenly turned not safe for work. <laughs> that's yeah. right. Um, Literally not safe for me to read at work. It's true. <laughs> yeah. That's, true. That's what I mean. If you react like that, it's no longer safe for work. So, so, uh, so it seems that Telltale and Lionsgate, uh, the filmmaking company, the Lionsgate, uh, will be collaborating on an ambitious video game television hybrid they're calling Super Shows. Telltale head honcho Kevin Burner broke it down for Entertainment Weekly of all publications, saying that a Super Show episode combines one part of interactive playable content with one part of scripted television-style content. So it's it's not going to be a game with a TV show or a TV show with a game, but a story integrated in a way that only Telltale can do. And that's a quote. So you'll be able to play or watch them in whatever order you like, but if you play the game first, the show will change to reflect your choices. If you watch the show first, the game will be different. Uh, you'll get both the interactive portion and scripted show at the same time. It will just depend on how you tackle either or. Um, the interactive, uh, this is a quote from uh, Mr. Burner. The interactive episodes will never release without a scripted episode, says Burner. They will always come out together. They are still planning to release uh, episodes of the scripted stuff as standard episodes made for TV, though. So this doesn't mean we'll, we'll be getting a new Telltale game every week, though. With, with the release schedule, we'll be locked down and predictable like a TV show. The episodes will be spread out due to the lengthy process that goes into creating game content. So even though Telltale games are mostly based on existing IPs, the first super show will be an entirely original project, um, you know, for this this venture. Uh, Burner also mentioned that the super shows will be available for tablets and smartphones for those who want to watch them or uh, enjoy them on those formats. This is pretty ambitious. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm very excited. This is huge, man. I'm, um, not, I'm not excited. Not at all. <laughs> no. No. Why? Because it already takes me two and a half hours to get through just a playable episode. Now I have to watch something. And play something. But you can play Pokemon while you're watching the other thing, so there's that. Hey, what happens? There's probably going to be a test at the end, and it's going to have, like, (laughs) plot points that I have to pay attention to. (laughs) The the big question that nobody is asking about this, based on the fact that the content affects one another and Mm -hmm. which one you choose to engage first, what happens if you start the game and then press play on the episode of the show? Oh, it just just deletes it and charges you 20 bucks. (laughs) Oh, there you go. Um, Everybody in this room, with the exception of Ryan... I know for a fact is, you know, we're all Telltale people. I'm fairly new to the Telltale thing, and I have my qualms with some of it. Ryan's not a big Telltale, the, the I, fan I, of their storytelling. To be fair, I, I did play the first season of The Walking Dead. Yes, which um, I don't like. I, I I thought it was okay, but I didn't, you know, people may disagree with me. I didn't think it deserved a uh, game of the year like it did, uh, like it won on so many different. Uh, so you, um, didn't, uh, you didn't drink the grape Kool-Aid, huh? No, I'm still alive. <laughs> yeah, if, I, if I remember correctly, your argument with, still an with the Telltale yes, yes. method of game uh, play is is that there may be to you not games. They're they're more interactive stories. I, okay, um, as you may have already known from uh, or figured out from IDARB, I don't like losing. <laughs> so, um, That's a spoiler okay, if you didn't so, watch the stream. Okay, uh, gentlemen, have you all played the first season of Walking Dead? Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. So anyone that's uh, played it, uh, I'm not really spoiling anything, but 
there's a, there's segments there's form. segments where it's like uh, quote unquote interactive, where um, they put the, uh, the 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 controller quick time events. Yeah, that well, yeah. no, not not quick time oh, events, okay. but uh, controller controlled cursor. Oh sure. Uh, okay. they'll, they'll put it in like uh, okay, right thumbstick. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Something is ha- coming towards you, and um, you need you need to. It, they and they and they you know RNG it, and that they'll sometimes set it to the to the top right, sometimes to the bottom left. I don't know. And then you've got to center it to uh, hit it. Oh, it essentially okay, so, the right thumbstick essentially functions more like a mouse than yeah. A so the thing is, is like if you don't get it just in the right spot within the time, they just immediately let you start over. And I didn't find that fun. First off, I did, again I lost. Um, I, I, I hated that. Uh, second, <laughs> secondly, it, it felt like a mulligan. I just kept playing a mulligan over and over until I got it right. So it, it, the, there wasn't, there's, it just lacked challenge in that sense. It's just, because you, you gentlemen know what I'm talking about because you played yeah. the first season. You know, you got to put the cursor over the, the, the thing's head with the weapon in your hand, and then you'll strike him. Yeah. But if you miss it, it'll show an, uh, you know, um, a quick uh, cutscene of you getting you know, chomped to bits or something like that. But then you get to start again right over. No real consequence. It's just a mulligan. Sure. And, uh, that's why I was just like, okay, games are supposed to, meant to be interactive. That's not enough interactivity for me. That's just letting me try again right where I died. So now I'm confused because you don't like losing it. It basically you could just get to try and try again until you get it. Like you can't. Not I guess get past what I mean it. is I prefer a certain scale of uh, skill. Like no, two. and yeah, and it, it's I I I, I you know I, I'm of the opinion that the Telltale games are they're a different kind of game. Yeah. You know, they're more of a game like uh, like an inter- I, I think I think really an interactive story is the better way of calling them. I mean, yes, there 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 are some gameplay elements to them, yeah. like but they're more like an old school like like adventure game, like a LucasArts adventure game yeah, than I mean, they are like the yeah, games. Yeah, a point and click. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, probably they're, better they're, described as a, a, a choose your own adventure. More of a method of of delivery of story than playing a game. It's sure, just, you know, mm-hmm. and you know it's. I think that the disconnect between your opinion of the game and mine, just for example, not to speak for my co-hosts, is that I play games for the story. I don't yeah. play for the challenge. I don't play for, you know, to be able to say that I, you know, for, you know, like if a game doesn't have a story, I lose interest very quickly. So like like Titanfall, for example, as soon as it, they said that they had no campaign, there was no actual story to it, I just completely just like, I was out. I was done. I had no interest. Yeah. And so See, that's... And I, I sit on the fence between the two of you in that regard because okay. I will... I, I prefer a game with a story, and I was disappointed that Titanfall didn't have a very well-fleshed-out story or that they did not implement what they fleshed out behind the scenes very well. But I, I do have a competitive nature when it comes to online gaming sometimes, so I enjoy that with him. But I'm right between the two of you. Okay. I want a story, and I love to just sit just, down just and enjoy clear, it. story is very important to me. Okay. I just... It, 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 you, want, you want a, 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 a sub-timeline. So if you fuck up... It continues on, or um, you, you want it just to be like, or you want one of those crazy games where like every time you screw up, it makes it harder. <laughs> it seems it's the kind of guy for you. You're like, oh, okay, I messed game, up five okay. times. Now it's at its same um, level. <laughs> maybe I'll sort of paint this in a way that may help a bit. Yeah, it felt archaic in that um, it could have been released. I mean, not technically because of the graphics, but mm. it could have been released on like. A, the Philips CDI or the 3DO. <laughs> um, that wow, level that's of, like, insulting. No, no, like, what I'm saying is that that simple level of interactivity and the immediate mulligan in it, there wasn't like any kind of real... It con- just, like, like, the method that they're choosing to deliver uh, this game to you feels a little more yeah, primitive I mean, than okay, what you okay. would like. People used to tear out their hair over that one... Um, uh, jumping part in uh, Battletoads that no one could uh, get past. <laughs> if you sure. fucked up, 
you had to start from the beginning. They didn't let you start and right you where you prefer that in this. But context. I'm just saying, there's you. You get what I'm saying? There's like it still lets certain you start from the beginning. Involved, yeah. But sure, there was like a certain memorization involved. Sure, you know you can still get through it uh, if you've got the patience. But there's you can you can you, you kind of understand what I'm saying? I, I get it. it. He wants. It looks. It feels like an older game. It should have the difficulties and tropes of an older game. See, I I totally understand what you're saying, and I respect everything you're saying. I just don't. I just think it's a different no. kind of game. No, no, no. No, it's, I'm, I'm... It, no, it's 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 just you know it's um you know, it's just some matter of that. I'm I'm glad that there are more than one kind of game in this context. You know, like you know, this is a this is a game that's it's definitely a more casual game. Like like speaking of Battletoads, when you go up to somebody and you say I beat Battletoads, that carries with it some like level of like oh wow really prestige. Like, no, nobody's impressed. Achievement when, unlocked. Yeah. You know? <laughs> nobody's impressed when you say you beat it, The Walking Dead. Beat it. I just said beat it. When beat you, it. Yeah. Beat it. Nobody, beat nobody's just imp- beat it. <laughs> beat it. Charlie's fucked up and he beat it. Let's repeat it. <laughs> oh no! Awesome. Uh, oh, your man. one little mistake was just monopolizing. That's all right. The that's, that's he's gonna that's get us right. back. He's gonna put here. that shit at the end of the show. Is no, that's, that, that's not an Easter egg. That's that's staying right in the middle of the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you need to see, find a sound file that goes caw caw. You know, where, <laughs> so everyone knows he swooped down on it. So, right. you know what though? <laughs> Getting back to the the point, uh, if there was one. Um, Maybe it depends, too, on... There has been an advancement to the Telltale games, though, because I don't like the first season of Walking Dead I, I for numerous reasons, which is why I never went back to the Telltale game series mm-hmm. until I joined the show and Charlie and Goat recommended I give it another look. Now, I can say this. Wow, that's I've said the nicest way you could have put that. I've said, I've said <laughs> it uh, numerous times on the show. I love The Wolf Among Us. Mm-hmm. Love it. You talked about sort of getting stopped dead. Ryan talked about mm-hmm. getting stopped dead in your tracks by death and having to just repeat scenes. I only, quote, died and had to repeat something once in that entire game. I feel like based on where it started and where they've gone with it, and, and maybe you guys can back me because you've played more of the Telltale series than I have, there seems to have been a gradual uh, refinement in pacing in the way that they mm-hmm. dole those out because it, it does break the immersion of yeah. the story well, if you're having to do the same thing over and over and over. As the only one who's played all the titles, right? Because you still have to play Wolf Among Us. Correct. Okay, so I'm the only one who's played all all the mm-hmm. current shit. Do you I'm, even play the Borderlands ones? I'm current. Okay, wow. I'm 110% current here. Holy crap, yeah. yeah. I have no idea what a Game of Thrones is, but it's a really cool game. Uh, <laughs> what a- he doesn't watch the show. <laughs> he said, what a Game of Thrones is? <laughs> um, but yeah, don't judge the first game. By okay. it's the first game. Like okay. I think that's where you guys run into the problem. Like it was like everything. The first game is it's now, the reverse it, of movies. Hang on, it's just in fairness because there's mm. probably a couple people screaming at their respective podcast players right now. <laughs> it was not the first game. There was Back to the Future and Jurassic Park before all this. Okay, so. the first payday <laughs> game. So and even even actually and even then, Back to the Future was better. A little bit, had its better points. Than, okay, didn't like, Back to the Future come out after Walking Dead? No. Nope. No. Back to the Future no. was the very 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 very. I mean, first I remember one. when it came yeah. out, yeah. but oh, weird. Yeah. That's right. I already played that one too. So I have played all. Damn, I've played I played the first that. chapter okay. of it. That's it. Yeah, I went and bought it on my PS3 because I'm that kind of a Back to the Future loser. Uh, <laughs> well, but the getting back to kind of the point of the article, um, you know, I'm really curious to see how they tie this together and whether or not it works ultimately. I yeah, because I, I, I feel like if you can take Lion Gates, Lionsgate's budget and mix that with Telltale's ability to uh, tell a good story, because that's really why everyone loves them. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to see what comes pouring out and how they tie the two together. The only other sort of thing that's ever tried to do this was Defiance. 
uh, with the Defiance MMO oh, and the right, TV and the show. TV show. God, that's I, right. I, I played the MMO. Mm-hmm. There were some great ideas. It was fairly uninteresting, mm-hmm. um, ultimately. Um, and I tried watching the show, and it was it was terrible. Yeah, you know. And yeah. so even if even if the show, game had been amazing, I don't know if it would have worked. Um, because the show is so bad. If yeah. the show was amazing, that would be great, and mm-hmm. everyone would stop playing the game if it was just uninteresting. But they they've got to be careful how they balance this. I think. I don't know. Given history with like TV and 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 video games, they've never played well together. So I'm kind of going into this very skeptical. It seems like the two mediums don't go well. I am intertwined. I'm always hopeful. There's always going to be a little skepticism yeah. um, because anything outside of video gaming itself that relates to video games, television, or or movies in video gaming. Not so great historically. Yeah, video but game movies have sucked, and movie video games have sucked. Something <laughs> is going to come down the pipeline, be it television shows or movies for gaming, That's that gonna, blows the lid off of yeah, that, crush it, and makes it the next you know yeah. Marvel movies type thing where they start just drinking oh, yeah. and everything they can get from gaming to turn it into the next big movies and stuff. Maybe this will be it. Maybe it won't. Yeah. But I'm excited to see what they do with it. I'll I'll be on board to try this out. And especially considering some of the um you know the library of titles that Lionsgate has to work with. I mean, like I know you know I know that nobody is going to you know it's not going to be that everybody loves every single one of these movies I'm going to mention here. But this is the studio that does uh, Hunger Games. Yeah. And um and the Divergent That's a huge series. Property. Yeah. yeah. And um uh I'm just going through like a list here and there's um you know they've they've got they've got a lot of really good movies in their repertoire. I mean like even movies that that weren't critically acclaimed. I mean like Ender's Game for example, um you know the Red movies, uh Now You See Me, um you know some other some of their more recent ones. Uh I mean the Twilight movies, you know whatever you think of them, it's still a huge property. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, they did Warm Bodies. That wasn't a good one. <laughs> um uh the expendables movies i mean these these are mm-hmm. movies that you know have real movies yeah that have huge <laughs> followings behind them i mean it, you know they're not they're not loved by everybody by any means but Didn't they just um, do that uh, john wick movie too they did john wick okay. yes and um yeah, uh, Hurt Plus, Locker. Yeah. Didn't, um, didn't they? Didn't they do the the uh, Hellboy movies too? Didn't they? Um, it's you not. Know what? That's a, that distribute sound, those. What? That does sound. Wait, isn't that legendary? Oh, it is legendary. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> did Wrong. Juno? No, you know what? Um, that's that's a game I want to play. <laughs> I'm gonna make a prediction here. Um, and I'd like to hear if you guys have any prediction. I I have a feeling it's not gonna be Hunger Games or anything like huge or well known. But what one thing that uh, Charlie just mentioned. Uh, my one prediction, if. Because uh, it has the article didn't say exactly what title or what uh, what property that they're going to uh, do. They that said with, it's right? going to be original, so something brand new. Oh, okay, then forget yeah. it. Yeah, I had, I had well, I had a prediction. I mean, if they were going to uh, try and do any kind of licenses, hmm. uh, I imagine that they will. But yes, yeah, so I guess they're starting with an original property. Which makes okay. sense. Well, yeah. that makes sense because if you bomb, then you don't have to pay yourself. You don't have to pay the licensee yeah. for failing. <laughs> yeah. Right. Before we wrap up for the week for the news, I have a couple of follow ups from last week. Um, you know. We, we talked last week about how Machinima uh, got $24 million from Warner Brothers. Yeah. I would just like to note that, oddly enough, this week, uh, they laid off 13 of their 90 employees, <laughs> full-time employees, after getting $24 million. I wonder what the motivation for that was. Couldn't possibly be that we need to, you know, the usual... Uh, we, we need to we need to tr- yeah, trim the fat in order to yeah. you know yeah. save a little money. I, I wonder why. I'm sure I'm sure uh, you know more information will be coming down the pipeline oh, yeah. as as those folks you know shuffle on to other things. But uh, definitely good luck to them, and I hope that they uh, manage to. Uh, I'm, I, I I can't imagine they'll have a hard time. Uh, you no. know, mission oh, is a good thing to have not. on your resume. So I, oh yeah, I, I hope yeah, hope and the wish yeah. that they'll be fine. They'll Absolutely. be working at uh, probably uh, what the Weather Channel a couple weeks. <laughs> 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 it's terrible. <laughs> 
Um, you know, and then lastly, to kind of close out news for the week, I'm very, very sad to mention uh, that, of course, Leonard Nimoy, Mr. Spock, and Galvatron. The great, the one, the only. Has passed away uh, just a couple of days back here. And uh, given that uh, Charlie, Goat, and myself are huge Star Trek fans, it yep. seemed almost uh, like required sacrilegious <laughs> not yeah. to say something about the guy on the air. Yeah. Um, you know, I, it also warms my heart when anything in the gaming community uh, will bring people together. And it's always sad when it's something like this. But, uh, you know, for those of you out there that may, uh, all five of you, play Star Trek Online. I am one of those five people. I still play Star Trek Online. I love it. Um, they actually uh, had the community got together and uh, all gathered on Vulcan and kind of held like a vigil in the game and like a, you know, thank you for your years of entertainment, uh, Mr. Nimoy, kind of a moment. And uh, Cryptic uh, Studios, who still produces content for the game, had some things to say about it and said they're going to be putting a uh, monument into the game uh, to honor Mr. Nimoy. He did do, he was very supportive of that game. Um, you know, he, he did some uh, live video stuff with them, announced some of it on stage, even did some voiceover work for the game. Um, so uh, kind of a nice thing, you know, um, very sad to hear that, uh, that he's passed on and that he will no longer be contributing all the awesome things to the world that he did. Guy was uh, certainly a, a legend in my book. Yeah, I mean, like, just the, the, the countless number of sci-fi and just gaming properties that he's contributed to, like, obviously Star Trek, Transformers. Um, you know, he was on Fringe, which I was a big fan of. Um, yeah, just, uh, I mean, this is this is a true legend. You know, uh, you know of course, he's not, the, he is hardly the first of the Star Trek cast to leave us. Um, you know, DeForest Kelly, James Duhon, um, and... Uh, I feel like am I did, did we did we lose another one or is um, that everybody? Yeah, Majel Roddenberry. She was you oh know, sure she was course. in the pilot episode and she right. played other characters and stuff. Yeah, but yeah, she's she's gone. Um, yeah. So I mean, like you know, but um, you know, Goat and I were talking about about this before the show. But I mean, you're talking about somebody who, you know, paved the way for one of our mutual, you know, favorite sci-fi characters of all time. Yeah. If there wasn't a Spock, there wouldn't have been a Data next gen. Yeah, I, I, you know, only just uh, when I met Megan, she had never seen Star Trek anything, and I started her on the original series, and then we watched the, you know, the 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 movies, and mm-hmm. uh, she loves Spock. Like, you know, everybody <laughs> loves Spock, but that was, the, I think, the first character mm-hmm. she gravitated towards. You know, so it's a uh, it's a sad day, you know, and uh, it's sad to think that these these legends are passing us by. But he he sure as hell did leave a humongous yeah. legacy. He, uh, as corny as it is to say, he definitely lived long and prospered. Um, and, and I also have to say, long live Galvatron. <laughs> you, so, you know, uh, I, listen, I'm not as big a Star Trek fans as you guys, but uh, one thing I do know about, uh, what little I do know about Leonard Nimoy, basically it's, it's mainly because of, uh, in, by contrast, uh, some of the other members in, on uh, Star Trek that uh, just hated the fact that that's all they were known for and whatnot. He never really railed against his fans or... He he was, to my knowledge, uh, no. appreciative. No, he, he was pretty widely times. regarded as he embraced it. And, yeah, and, I mean, he, yeah. he he never bit the the hand that fed. You know, like some others, they just like they want to renounce it uh, or just wish they had not. You know, they just it's a it's a regret to them. But yeah. unlike them, you know, he was always very appreciative, very warm towards his fans, and uh, that's that's uh, someone who's such so iconic. Uh, that's that's a uh, very. Very, very admirable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're rare, admirable. I did love so. that about him, though, the fact that he was like, yeah, I'm Leonard Nimoy. And, yeah, I played Spock. Yeah. but and, I mean, the guy's yeah, body of work was huge, too. The, listen, <laughs> the, the best way I can describe it is, um, 
you know how they say uh, the saying goes, uh, "Never, never meet your heroes." If by any chance Leonard Nimoy was your hero, I can't imagine you being disappointed. No, likely. Oh, not. yeah, definitely. So yeah, rest in peace, uh, my old, getting, our old friend. We are getting to that point, though. Like, you know, like, <laughs> where everybody's passing well, away. Uh, no, 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 no. The pro- no, the problem. I thought we were gonna stop talking about death. Or you guys <laughs> yeah, were gonna yeah, stop Chucky's talking about death. We can edit not that we, out. Sorry, I said we, not, not not me. I thought you guys were gonna stop <laughs> talking about death. But no, it's just that whole thing of like the show was in the '60s. People yeah. forget about that. Yeah, yeah. I it mean, was, yeah, and it's it's not that he had a short life by any means. I mean, like no. you know, you know, it's um. I would say three is a hell of a number. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think, um, yeah, I, I, I don't think that anybody is saying that, um, that, you know, he died so young. I mean, like nobody's saying that, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> wow. You know, but, uh, you know, we, you know, we, I, I, I just, I, you know, I feel that the consensus is that, you know, he was just such an excellent person, you know, yeah. bo- both, yeah. both professionally and to his fans and everything. And just, you know, that he participated in something and he contributed to something that, you know, ended up being so just, socially relevant and yeah, yeah. I would say important man man of um, many talents he was yeah. an actor he was a musician he was a poet yeah I have um, his albums you know voiceover artists you know he he, he did great things man narrator yeah. for C-Man there you go. <laughs> I told you I played Dreamcast but yeah so uh, so rest in peace so so moving on from that let's all talk about how we all just tried to kick the living crap out of each other a little bit ago so we played Ardarb and, oh my god <laughs> Boy, did we play our which is, That was which fun is, until then. Which is, which is to suggest that iDarb is a fun game where we all, you know, enjoyed it and, and had a good time. Which, which is true for the most part, but... Um. Uh, where friendships are either forged or destroyed. <laughs> yes. Depending he, on what happens, depending and, and, on where you're at. And heroes or villains are made depending on your side of the fence. Yeah. So, so here's the thing about iDarb. And in, in sacrifices case, are made. Um, <laughs> Real quick, I'm sorry, um, John. For man, the greater oh. good. Okay, so so for those who, who who haven't been familiar, just just to reestablish context, um, the, the 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 thing that's interesting about iDarb is that if you're playing the game online, so people can watch, or even if they're not watching, um, it is possible via what they call hash bombs to mess with your game. Um, either via like a Twitch chat if you're if you're streaming it, or on Twitter using um, a hashtag code that's specific to your game, or if you're the lovely songbird using both simultaneously. <laughs> yes, that was that was ingenious songbird. Thank you. That's hard. Oh well, God. but if if you when for those of you that haven't seen the live stream to this evening, when we do put it up for your viewing pleasure. She does say that she had a lot of problems with the lag, so mm-hmm. she wasn't. Nec- she would have to check check back with the stream based on the delay to see which hash bombs were used <laughs> and which one she should be using next. So she was at a deficit, and she still threw down. It was oh, pretty impressive. She destroyed us at one point, and so did uh, Loki, Mister Carlton. Yes, you Carlton. bastard. Carlton, the king of the trolls, came in and trolled our asses all up and down. <laughs> yes, yes, that's true. Thank um, you. We so, got comboed. There, yeah, there we were did. there were fireworks underwater and snow <laughs> with sharks with sharks. with sharks we were the chum uh, the lights out <laughs> while we were, while we were clowns yeah, yeah. with laser beams yeah. it's look if you've not played it I'm sure this sounds like a fucking nightmare it was it really was but if you if you have an Xbox One you should be playing this if you're not it's free again this month I must say yep. um it did carry it over That's so awesome. if you didn't get it last week like we told you to you can get a free pass yeah. and get it this month listen yes. I, I talked to John about this and I we think that it's actually meant to be free because all their um, all the money that they're generating is uh, 
from the ad revenue that you know how yeah, it's like there's little there, ads like the in the bottom left and right corners of oh. I don't think it's part of the I don't I honestly don't know if it's part of the gold because it keeps carrying over I think it's just meant to be free and like God, did you see what was on there? Three four three, Skybound, like you know the uh, you know um, sure, yeah, the guy who created I uh, think Walking it, Dead. You, you know, know what though? It seems to me that all of those like all the companies, everything that come up in the ads are companies who have characters in the game. So that may have just been the agreement for allowing IDARB to use their property. That's just true, to put, actually. Put, to put up uh, just to put up their logos instead. That's because, smart. Didn't even think um, about that. Um, it, it is Games for Gold because it says Games for Gold on it, and it has a price. And it's crossed yeah. out, and it says free. Oh, okay. In the games you're called section. Well, whatever right, they're asking it. for it, it's <laughs> worth every cent when it's not free anymore. So buy it. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, we we talked last week about just doing the one v one matches, which are still fantastic, and I'm sure that I will still garner a lot of enjoyment out of doing that. But my God, we tried almost every possible combination of play for four people yeah. <laughs> and ended the live stream with, with a surprise play, uh, letting one of the, uh, the, the live stream folks uh, challenge us to a, a four-on-one where we went against him. Um, that went well. Uh, what was the final score? It was like eighty something to seven or eight or something. We uh, got no, our... we we got over ten. <laughs> Did <laughs> it, we? It was. I think it was eighty-seven to eleven. Is is around about what the final score was? Um, and real quick, I, I do want to mention if you there, are there, not just to be clear, there wasn't a final score. <sighs> okay, well we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> Um, if you are not an Xbox Live Gold subscriber, or if you wait probably until next month, you will be paying fourteen ninety nine for this game. So get so worth it, it now. Yeah, worth it, it though. <laughs> yeah. Even at fifteen bucks, it's a and great game. They already said they are gonna unlock the one versus one to multiple right. It's gonna go multiplayer. Play. I think that's supposed that, to be yeah. coming. Yeah, 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 it's supposed to be coming, so just get it. Uh, to to the, the, the gentleman that, that promptly and uh uh skillfully <laughs> Beat our asses into the floor. I congratulate you. That yes. was that was impressive. One uh, on four, yeah. and that man was fucking Nero. Nero. <laughs> <laughs> until yeah. until there is no how, what, how how many seconds were there left on the clock in that fourth One. quarter? So yeah. let's talk a little bit about how that game ended, shall yeah. we? Let, let, let's go through yeah, the Ryan, time. Let, let's let, let's go through the timeline. I don't feel bad about it because we didn't lose. <laughs> So so we so we entered the first quarter and I want to say the first quarter ended as something like twenty to nothing, um, and so at, at this we point we were finding our groove. Let, let's just go through the timeline. So at this point we you know we're we're in and then we end the first quarter. So Brian, at this point, what, what were you thinking? We were getting LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, no, I I wish I was kidding. Anyone that watches the YouTube, uh, you know, when when you upload it, uh-huh. they can they can rewind, play it back. The guy was taking three point shots. He had a very, very like. Oh, no, he, he knew where the sweet spots were. Yeah. Yeah. Practiced like like free throw or three point line shot. Mm-hmm. You saw that from up above. Yep. And I was just like, okay, he's now hustled us. Yeah, yeah. We, now, oh, I, we I, got I, yeah, we yeah, got I, played. Yeah, yeah we absolutely got, got played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a feeling we're not the only uh, people to be violated no. in a live stream. It just creeps. I mean, in mm. in retrospect, I mean, when we're sitting there playing, and somebody pot, somebody. Random stranger, as far as we know, pops into the live Twitch chat and says, "Hey, you guys want to play four versus one? We probably should have known something was up." <laughs> but I, mean, I didn't know they had an MLG for this yet, you know. <laughs> but okay, so so we finished the fourth, we finished the first quarter, and we're already losing by a substantially large deficit. We we get through the second quarter. At this point, it's probably around like forty to four. I'll say, um, Ryan. At this point, what was in what was going through your mind? Um, 
I need to do something about this. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, so you knew this, action. This need- will, this will, this will not do. So, okay. So, so, so <laughs> you were dissatisfied, do. and you knew that action needed to be taken. So yeah. we get through and we end the third quarter. At this point, I'm just, I'm just going, you know, just by ratios. It's like probably like sixty some odd to six. Let's just go with mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And at this point, what was going through your mind? Um. You had to know there was no way out at this point. <laughs> Theoretically. Right. Yeah, there was no coming back at this point. Well, I don't know if you noticed my calm demeanor. <laughs> because I already knew that we weren't going to lose. I was... I was. Now, let, let's all take note of his phrasing there. He knew that we were not going to lose. Despite yeah. about an, a 70-point deficit. <laughs> he is not saying that he knew we were going to win. <laughs> no, no. Okay, so... You knew we were not going to lose. You 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 were absolutely it's, certain of this. It's, it's a philosophy, you know. So now we can if, if you if you cannot win, you make sure you don't lose. Okay. So so now now listeners, you understand the mindset of our of our of He's our fourth going player for a here. tiebreaker. <laughs> so so we we are nearing the end of the game. The end of the fourth quarter is now 80 to like 10 or whatever. Um doesn't really matter. <laughs> And you made a decision. So tell us, tell us, and the listeners, please, about this decision that you made. All right, I, uh, I'm even though no one elected me, I did make a managerial decision. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, 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 I simultaneously pushed what used to be known as the back and the start button, mm-hmm. which is, is now view and menu. Yeah, view and menu button at the same time. Oh, I just call it square. Um, yeah, when there was uh, one second left on the clock. And, and, and this, by that, I saved this. <laughs> Which is to say that he literally, and I'm, I, I, this is not me embellishing, this is literally what the game calls it. He rage quit the game. I was not mad at all. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was not mad. And by the way, it, it hurts me that you're judicing me. That you're like, no, I just know, want, no I just I'm want, denying I just, my savior. I want you to just tell your story. That's uh, yeah. so, uh, so. <laughs> cannot win you don't lose and i and i see but you talk about the philosophy of it i'm gonna go ahead and and say philosophically we fucking lost well um some people exist in different planes (laughs) easy there socrates of of thinking and thought hold on i'm gonna bring bring it up to speed to to the normal can i just say the metaphysical balance (laughs) Was completely. <laughs> He's gonna start talking about was feng shui. This oh, this man. one dude, well, he was railing us. <laughs> I, I, I metaphysically rebalanced everything. The world is fine now. The moon is not gonna crash into the earth. The sun isn't going to expand and swallow us. Things. Things are. Things. Are at peace again. I have brought peace. I correct myself. I have maintained peace. Ryan, I'm you can't appreciate of peace. You can't appreciate it because you're not enslaved. But, but I. I can't fucking breathe. You're terrible to me. Oh god! Thank you for your gracious sacrifice. <laughs> you know Christians don't laugh at Jesus. <laughs> It's a show title I right there. Really <laughs> I'm hurt. All right. See, wait, I'm hey, lost. listen, listen. Ryan Jesus is hurt. All right. This is. This I, is 
I am totally lost. Are we still talking about iDog? Because I swear <laughs> to God, I've heard the same thing out of Cubs fans my entire life. Oh, my God. This is uh, oh my God. This is amazing. I'm sweating again. I'm sweating. It's great. We, we haven't left this hard since Dick Train. Uh, it's true. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> I was hoping to avoid it while I was nope, here. Nope. Okay. Let's Nobody just, can avoid the Dick Train. Going along with the theme, I feel christened. You know, now, now that you've mentioned it. A legend. Uh, look, a look, legend look, in look, his look, own I, mind, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, well. Thank you for your, your gracious <laughs> no, sacrifice. No, 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 no. Thank yes, you for yes, saving yes. us from ourselves. Yes. Or I, from, from the guy. What was the guy's name? Uh, the, the, you know. You know. I'm sorry. I don't, I, uh, I, and, I don't and recall. Insane or something like that? Insane? Oh, Insane yeah. 666. In, something in, like that. Insane yeah. 1666. Insane, insane like that, that was awesome. Yes. Thank you very much. And as far as people like, like Insane goes, he was super friendly. We talked a little bit before we started the match. Really cool guy. Um, but there's destroyed all. There is a lesson <laughs> to learn here. When a stranger pops out of a bush and promises you free candy, he's probably going to waggle his dick in your face. <laughs> There's no- <laughs> so get in the van and have a good time. Uh, <laughs> Run from the bush. <laughs> oh, my God. But, oh. but the point of this feature was, part of what we wanted to talk about with the feature this week, uh, was iDarb has done something really amazing by introducing the ability to hash bomb and by total strangers being invited to interact with your game. What are uh, some ways that you all would like to see this type of uh, interaction used? What what would you do in order to introduce this into gaming in some way in the modern world other than the way iDarb is doing it? Go. I want full interaction like this in a D- in a D&D game. To where you can get back to the actual like role playing, like you have okay. millions of dungeon masters, and they can. We'll use hash bomb as a common term here. Okay, hash bomb your 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 D and D campaign as a dungeon master would, and you have to get through it. I'm cool with that. Okay, I would like. Okay, so with how with how big of a thing that Twitch streaming is at this point, um, I th- if I were working in a game development studio and if I were on the creative side, I would see if there's a way that's basically every game we put out, we would we would put it out so that there was some sort of Twitch interactivity. Um, you know, so if if you if you're you know it's you know t- to the point where like let's say you're playing like a racing game or something like that. Um, Tread and- lightly. <laughs> um, Hashtag flat tire. <laughs> oh, I fucking kill you. <laughs> Maybe not well, quite to that extent, but um, oh, you, you know what? Kind of like um, um, with the way that um, that uh, uh, oh my god, I can't even think. Watchdogs, kind of like Watchdogs did this a little bit with uh, with like the mobile app and um, with people, so that you could like um, like uh, if you were during that one um, that one uh, multiplayer game type where somebody was controlling like the helicopters on the iPad and then you were trying to escape from them and you could like trigger like stoplights on, on uh, and you know to kind of mess with them to kind of win your side of the game same kind of thing um, so like in a racing game somebody could like um, you know maybe it wouldn't be so easy because it wouldn't be the, the point of the game maybe you would have to like build up some ability to do this like by playing the game yourself or something like that but to like you know uh trigger stoplights or um or raise bridges or stuff like that i don't know you know just minor things not not like game wrecking things like blowing a tire or like dropping a transmission or something like that but um but little things like that and like um like uh, like with a you know like a gears of war type game maybe you could um cause um and it could be good thing too like maybe like you could drop ammo and supplies on them or like you know if you could do good things like that or you could do bad things like uh, causing their gun to jam or by causing um you know just uh you know little little things i just i feel like you know with with the ability uh, again, with how with how popular Twitch is, and with the you can pretty much bet if you're making a popular game, there's going to be hundreds, maybe thousands of people streaming it on Twitch. Like you know, if if people 
if people could go in there and watch people play your game and have just a, even just this tiniest little bit of control of like being able to affect like, you know, because Twitch streamers are a big thing now and, um, you know, giving the viewers the ability to interact even, even in a limited uh, capacity with the, their, you know, with their, with the, you know, the, the popular Twitch streamers. I think that would get pe- more people interested in the game and more people playing it. Well, yeah, yeah. You give them a reason to go watch somebody play a video game. Sure. Yeah, yeah just yeah. just make it not passive. And I found, I figured out one that would I will allow in a racing game. Okay. You can mess with it so the radio only plays, this is the song that doesn't end. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what I would do? Um, to me, it seems like a no-brainer. And I don't know why I didn't think of this before because this is a great idea, but... The way that you can interact with somebody on that level, I would love to see, and this would be perfect for the let's play like live stream, you know, Twitch versus their their streamer, sure, uh, and sort of relationship. It would incentivize the relationship. Even it would be so great to be able to trigger uh, jump scares in any of the horror Ooh. games, or oh, or yeah. the spawning oh, of a yeah. certain type of creature. Sure, I mean you won't be able to control it. But, you know, maybe a certain hashtag combination can spawn where in the map or or flickering light bulbs or, you know, whether your flashlight starts to run out of batteries. I mean, there would have to be stop gaps of time between that. So it's not abused. Right. Because that would kill the atmosphere. But, you know, it would be so great to be able to have, you know, Twitch live streamers work in concert to disrupt mm. uh, somebody in a horror game setting, you well, know? That and that'd be nice, too, because, like, with PT and stuff, not to interrupt, sorry. Tom. No, that's okay. Uh, <clears throat> I like the idea is because, like, like, okay, so your idea is amazing because all four of our interactions then would be completely different. You would get this, this monster at this time, but Charlie might not get that monster till uh, like, five minutes down the road. That's like, the thing, you yeah. You never know. You truly would be jumping out of your chair because you have no idea when shit's going to go... S- South. So almost to like to present like the Twitch viewers with like a voting system to be like what kind of monster where do they jump out and when sure so that sure. so people could like you said like on mass can collaboratively decide kind of how this person's game plays yeah and they could just pump it right into the Twitch Plays Pokemon engine uh, roughly yeah, yeah same kind of idea but yeah. um yeah yeah I mean there's there's so many applications for it I mean think about you could even make it basic um you know. Look at any of the the items that get dropped in in that are on the map in mm-hmm. Smash. Yeah, you could hashtag what items to drop, when oh, to yeah. drop them. You could implement yeah. those same voting systems you're talking about fighting games. Um, you know, I mean, it would even be you could even the interactions don't even have to be huge. It would be fun, uh, and maybe provide a little bit of a handicap for um, you know fighting games. If people uh, were able to hashtag weather changes in or changes in the lighting and like neon signs in Street Fighter or, you know, I mean, even if it's not like a competitive match just for shits and giggles, you know, hashtag banana peel would be great in a fighting game. You (laughs) slip and bust your ass on it and it slows somebody down who's in the middle of a trailblazing combo could be a total game changer. That that or a a fun one on a fighting game that wouldn't hurt anything, it would just be funny, is hashtag boxing gloves. Yeah. yeah, just a little, yeah, just a little things like, like that. You're yeah. just yeah. punching them with boxing gloves yeah. instead of your fists. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> hashtag tidy whities. You know, you know what uh, <laughs> the, the iDarb needs yeah. to include in their game? The, the, the hashtag dick train, where the train just rolls across the screen and rails everybody. Yeah. There you go. That's two dick trains, one episode. It's a twofer. <laughs> You're getting DG'd. Uh, oof. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, what uh, what hashtag usage could you see in gaming, if any at all? Well, um, with relation to IDARB, I think I wouldn't be surprised if this is like the beginning of something uh, 
like the beginnings of something uh, a lot bigger what you guys are basically talking about yeah i think this might be if you think about it this is the year of uh, asymmetrical versus gaming like evolution uh, excuse me evolution uh evolve being yeah. um like one of them uh the, the new fable that's coming out it's supposed to be like uh um what's it uh t- uh tablet yeah. You, what is it? Touchscreen? No, not touchscreen. Uh, companion app. Companion app. Oh, yeah. sure. Okay. Where like you play the evil guy, and then but it's just want you yeah. as that one, and then uh, the heroes, and then you're doing things to mess them up. Um, this is sort of the year of of that. I think that's sort of going to. Um, it, it's 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 kind of like work in tandem almost with uh, with what IDARB is doing. If you think about it, and also a couple things. Um, Amazon bought Twitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were talking last week about them creating their own system. They got game developers. Uh, if if they got their own system and uh, they now own Twitch, I wouldn't be surprised if they somehow integrated in what you were talking about, where uh, it's just fully interactive. Uh, yeah. You know, if you if you allow yourself to be plugged online, um, you could uh, have it so that people can get involved. You know what? It's a solution. To uh, not, I wouldn't say it's not a solution to something that's broken, but uh, uh what's it? Um, Spelunky, what is that game? Uh, it's a uh, it's a uh, like the 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 cave exploration randomly yeah, but, generated, level yeah, game. random, yeah. random as opposed procedural. to procedural, yeah, yeah, procedurally generated. That's right, the big yeah. thing is that you know, you you play the game a second time, it'll never be the same, sure, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about the path be the, being exactly the same, but you not knowing when something is going to pop up like you were talking about like a horror game so yeah. it will all be this, always be the same path but you don't know where the maybe, maybe so, that's the next evolution so of gaming blank is canvas getting and the interaction it. would paint the canvas for yeah. you and it'd be great if it was just yeah. you against one other guy but he was in control of a whole uh, set of a uh, limited set of monsters or creatures mm. or obstacles uh, you know uh, you know obstacles or you know obtrusions whatnot. so sure like I said, I think this is like a, a first step in like a, a bigger evolution because, uh, as you can see, it was super fun. Yeah, I totally agreed. See, now with Ryan saying that they own Twitch and all that, mm-hmm. I just got this idea of everything Charlie buys on online now goes into a random game. <laughs> so, so your Amazon shopping yeah. history like yeah. helps or hurts you in your game? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, you know, they're just like, anybody's game. It's just random. Like, you know, whatever you, oh, I bought this uh, 30 pound set of weights. It'll show up in somebody's random game that's got that capability. <laughs> oh, man, I've only got 5% health left, but good thing I ordered those band aids last week. <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff. <laughs> I don't know, man. It maybe maybe there's something to that. I I guess when I first started playing iDarb, I didn't realize that this could open up a dimension to gaming that's uh, never been applied. So no, it won't. That we'll, lady already said it won't. We'll see what happens, man. <laughs> I hope it does. Just I because... hope it does too. The, well, the I, possibilities and combinations are endless. I yep. hope it does for the sheer fact of I would use Twitch a lot more if I could be interacted into it. It would it would add it would, it would break that that. That wall for me, to where it's like you know, there's a glass pl- pane that I'm just watching you play a video game. Like I could just go buy the game. That's cool. It would it would <laughs> add almost <clears throat> priceless levels of replay value. Oh, hell games yeah. that probably oh, yeah. wouldn't have it without. Can you? And it has already for the iDarb. That oh, yeah. I mean, it's great. Yeah. Oh, we'll see. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, bring on the hashins. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Everybody, everybody, all the game developers, you have the gamer head green light to use all of our suggestions. <laughs> yes, just, just, just proper attributions in the credits, please. Yes, um, just don't go through my uh, purchase history on Amazon. I don't think <laughs> no. those are not E for Everyone titles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, and uh, with that, let's see what you guys had to say on the matter. 
All right, and uh, for a mailbag question this week, we asked, uh, let's talk about innovative ways to play, interact with games like Art Arbs Hash Bombs. What are some ways that you've liked or ideas that you have career for creative game interactivity? And uh, Songburn returning and saving the mailbag from being a no answer. We missed you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she responds with, uh, this is rather hard for me to explain, but here it goes. The game is technically a spectator sport where a viewer is part of a game by becoming part of the in-game audience. The goal is to help or hinder the AIs at play in hopes to make your given faction the winner. Let's say there's a street race, depending on what random character you're given. You have certain abilities, like a person who happens to be a trash man could toss garbage on the road to hinder an opponent AI. Kind of like the same thing I was talking mm-hmm. about. Um, that or if the AI is a hunter in the woods and your goal is to protect a certain animal, but you have to be careful not to get close to the hunter or you'll be shot yourself um, that you might accidentally eat the animal you're trying to save that took a weird turn (laughs) (laughs) Um, this next one isn't so much of a game but I think it'd be interesting to have a Mario Paint-esque game with Twitch chat controlling an AI artist so Twitch plays Mario Paint (laughs) All right, I'm all for that (laughs) no no, I mean that sounds great in in theory but it's it's just gonna be dicks everywhere (laughs) dicks everywhere that'll just be you and your brother's feed yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, she also says, "Sorry, I couldn't help you beat Barney, referring to the green dinosaur that trounced <laughs> us." Um, <laughs> I was so behind in the video feed; I had to refresh every time I uh, entered a hash bomb just to see the play. Yeah, um, you know, hope- hopefully the um, I haven't gone back to look at the recorded stream. Hopefully, um, hopefully you'll be able to go back and uh, review it later. Um, but uh, um, so first, she asks, uh, "So what hash bombs would we put in IDARB? So what are some hash bomb ideas that you guys have? You know, we've seen a good I'm pretty couple sh- dozen today. Pretty sure." Um, Ryan would put uh, hashtag fuck Barney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, Ryan, you were yelling out quite a few suggestions <laughs> yeah, over the course was, of play. I know, it's amazing. I honestly thought some of them would work. I, I wasn't even being facetious. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. A lot of you are going to hear the probably hear the episode before you watch the, the, the yeah. recording of the live stream. And what you'll find is, is that the man sitting in this studio with us tonight, these quiet uh, zen-like focus of <laughs> turns, this man. Turns into a Nowhere to be seen during the live stream. He was he was uh, boisterous and, and incensed to say the least, hence the rage quit. Yes. There were even some sort of dinosaur Can I call sounds? it a zen quit? A zen, zen quit. quit. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Yes, the, uh, the your dinosaur skills are amazing. Those were some great sounds. Yeah. <laughs> and your Arnold impressions also. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, you know, it's... The all the ideas that I have, I think probably affect the game more than they should. Like, like, um, like not like, being able to rage quit. Like having, well, like having this, like the scores flip or something like that. That's probably more evil than it should be. Um, <laughs> oh, I, I did ask for that. I, I know. don't know if you heard. Just, just for a little bit, I could see it flipping, and then and then all of a sudden you got to like go to the other goal and score on yourself to get your score back. <laughs> Ooh, but that would be a good one. Flip the goals. Yeah, that'd be like good that too. would mess with people really oh, good. Yeah. Um, or, or make the shooting gap really oh, small. Oh, yeah. yeah. Shoot the goals. Make yeah. the aperture yeah. tiny. Or make them really big. Yeah. Um, yeah, that would be good. Or um, make the players giant or super tiny. Yeah. Yep. That'd be fun. Yeah, especially in that uh, in that level. If you made if you, if you made those players any bigger, they wouldn't be able to get around too much because yeah. I was constantly hitting my head on those ceilings. Um, Change the gravity. Yeah. yeah, I think that one's in there. Yeah, I think, there was. Um, there's, really? a, there's the friction hash bomb, which yeah, made yeah. us super heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's also but, tiny. Uh, I think they were using too. That that's yeah. The I, I think they made the screen tiny. Yeah. Uh, you know, just the, uh, they'll view it, it. It like shoved the screen like 20, 10 miles from us. Yeah, um, yeah. So those <clears> are all <throat> some good ones. Um, Songbird goes on to ask, uh, "What is your opinion of the art style of IDARB? Um, if you think it wasn't the pixel art, would it be as popular? Do you, so how, how much do you guys think that the 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 look, uh, the look attributes it. to its appeal? That's hard to say because 
uh, I think this is kind of relative because we've played it as it is. Right. So we kind of know. And it is sort of charming. Well, yeah. But if we had... Ultimately, I think what makes that game successful is the gameplay and what they've built around it. So if you skinned it with something else, it would still play as well. And right. It just wouldn't look I don't, as I don't think specific. it matters because we've played Smash Brothers. And that's a really, really that's true. clear version of this. Yeah, it's very similar in, in some aspects. So... um yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I, one of the hash bombs is Smash Brothers movements. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So I think um, I, I think it might change it, but I think it might just change who's interested in it. I think overall, anybody that you lose if it didn't have the eight bit style, I think you just pick up for people who don't like the eight bit style. So yeah. I think I think it's probably just kind of the same kind of thing. So there. you lose the guys our age and pick up the guys who are in their twenties. It, yeah, it might much. just lose a little bit of its charm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's nostalgia. I wouldn't yeah. say charm, yeah. right? And finally, she asks, um, so I didn't know this. So apparently IDARB stands for it draws a red box. And so, huh. but um, but uh, what else could IDARB stand for? Um, huh. That's crazy. That's what, it, that's what the acronym is. That explains the red box hashtag we go. ran from. We all turned into red boxes. And I was like, who's who? Well, I could have sworn <laughs> the I stood for internet. No, I. Um, I stands for I. I D A R B. I didn't ask Ryan to bail. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've got a. I think we've got a winner. <laughs> Sometime down the line. I am open to that. It'll to you. I hope I'm open to that possibility. What do you guys? Or or, or I, Charlie looked so dismayed when when Ryan Rage quit. Yeah, I, that could also Stop stand calling for it that. that. That could also stand for I didn't ask Ryan back <laughs> <laughs> for three, for four player action afterwards. I, I Go, do, you, do you have a do you have an acronym idea for um, IDARB? Um, uh, I don't admit robot balls. <laughs> <laughs> that would make a fantastic band name. <laughs> That's. <laughs> yep, just had to look at it. <laughs> okay. All right, and so th- th- thank you, Songbird. Um, it's a, it's a pleasure to have you back. We we did miss you last week. Um, no, no, I got one. Oh, sorry. Um, um, yeah, you're gonna like this. Oh, here we go. Yeah, He's got yeah. a rebuttal. <laughs> yes, That's what it In is. In the form of an acronym. Um, okay. Let's see. Uh, interceded <laughs> death <laughs> altruistic Ryan does <laughs> he just fucking made a haiku out of it <laughs> zen baby <laughs> oh man oh but just like the two worlds these people are gonna listen to this and be like he's such a nice boy and they're gonna watch the stream and be like that kid's not a lot of my house I <laughs> That, that's, um, that wasn't the sentence, but I'll take it. It's not good. They don't need to be sentenced. It was good. It was good. So thank, thank you, Songbird. We, uh, we definitely missed you last week. Um, and and um, thank you for destroying our game in a good way. Yes, it was yeah, wonderful. No, no, seriously, thank you. That was, um, that was a lot of fun. Um, I hope you enjoyed it uh, as much as we did. Um, so uh, with that, um, John, what do you have coming up that you would like to let our listeners know about? Um, w- right now, uh, Views for Villains is working on a bunch of stuff, mostly behind the scenes stuff. And, uh, we are in the process of booking something that is going to be a big event coming up in Chicagoland. Uh, we're just kind of working on a couple of details for the venue, um, but it is going to be fun. It's going to be good stuff. Uh, probably something for next this either late this month or next month. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, otherwise, just same stuff I've been talking about. We're working on um, 
New Costume's working on recording and writing for the next uh, record, which will be out later this year. And, um, you know, uh, you just if you guys want to check out some V's for Villains stuff or pick up V's for Villains merch, you can visit the store and, and buy any number of awesome things that we offer for sale there. Um, and, and, you know, buy Gamerhead Radio merch, too. Um, <laughs> but that's that's it. I've got nothing going on right now. Just, uh, just spending time with my lady and my boy. As you should. Yeah. Nice. Go. What do you got coming up, if anything? Uh, nothing on behind the scenes as well. I got things spinning, but I mean they're spinning great. We made a breakthrough the other uh, the other day that was awesome, <laughs> but it doesn't do any good right now. So, <laughs> but yeah, I mean it's just I, I do this. This is uh, I do a podcast. Oh, what's it called? Uh, Game Radio. <laughs> oh, uh, if you keep, I think I've heard of it. Yeah, if you keep listening, uh, I think Charlie will actually do the plugs for the podcast I'm on. So, oh, <laughs> I'll have to look those up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Ryan, is there anything um, that you do or involved in with you? With this, this is your opportunity to uh, share whatever you would like with our yeah, listeners. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I, I play games and stuff like that, and that's that's all fun. Uh, but uh, outside of just general work to pay bills, um, I, I. Uh, I'm a writer, and uh, I, I primarily write uh, fiction, uh, specifically crime fiction. Oh. And uh, I'm actually in the process, uh, not process, I'm in, in the middle of uh, adapting um, one of my uh, sh- uh, short fiction works uh, into a comic book form. Nice. Is there and, anywhere that people can go to find your work? Or? Uh, no, it's not, not quite ready yet, because uh, the Are thing is, even... I write it, I, I've got a commissioned artist who's uh, drawing it. Oh, okay. My goal, and this is very, very optimistic, uh, I, I've, I'm... I'm not going to make C2E2, but I'm hoping to have something ready by uh, Comic-Con, Chicago Comic-Con. Okay, cool. What about any previous stuff available online anywhere for people no, to check out? No, you know or? what it is? is uh, I, uh, all my, all my uh, fiction work has just been sort of kept in a vault. Okay. And I'm now just starting to uh, uh, adapt and release it. And I, I wanted to uh, collect a lot of my uh, writing. Uh, sh- sh- the thing is, uh, the, the fiction I write, it's like... Um, it's a story that takes place in a persistent world where it's like uh, something happens in one part of a city and then something else happens in another part of the city. It's, uh, yeah, it same got hash-bombed, right? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> same timeline. Uh, people may uh, cross paths, things like that. And then uh, I was uh, trying to uh, create enough of those to where I'll have uh, novel-sized um, uh, a piece. And I decided, you know what, I think I want, before I have it all complete, because it may never get done, it could be... the Canterbury Tales all over again. I I I, I decided. You know what? I'm gonna that one second and just stop making it. No, I, I could die before I finish it. Is oh, what wow. I'm saying. So, <laughs> oh my god, That's, that is bleak. So man. I, I, what I'm saying is like, I, I don't I don't want to I don't see the end. So I just want to, uh, just sort of adapt my work uh, to comic form because I love comic books and I feel like I know the audience and uh, oh, yeah, you know, like I said, comics I'll, are dramatic. I'll give you guys uh, I'll give you guys updates uh, as I go, but I'm uh, working furiously. Uh, uh, I had a setback with a, a move recently, but uh, I'm trying to get settled. Ryan, Ryan is um, uh, one of the, the rare bastions of, of the old way. He you is, just call me a bastard. Yes, I did. A double bastard. He is <laughs> he is not a social media um, or or like put his information out into the world online person. He does not have Facebook. He does not. Like, he's very... Very old school that way, man. One of the the last of us to do things that yeah, way. Him and Songbird. <laughs> yeah, probably the two smart ones. Yeah. yeah. But uh, cool. Yeah. So we'll, we'll be looking. We'll look forward to hearing out any updates from that. Yeah. 
Um, for me, um, I'd like to just re-mention, uh, this is probably all, everything I'll have uh, going on for a little while here, but I'd just like to re-mention that, um, you know, the uh, GamerHead merch is available, like John said. Um, you can find it on GamerHeadRadio.com just by clicking the little store link at the top. And um, also, if you go right to our Facebook page, there's a products tab, I think it is, or um, something like that, um, where you can uh, you can uh, shop right on our Facebook page. And uh, we have uh, amazing, amazing t-shirts available and glorious, glorious stickers. Um, and uh, yeah can be yours for the low low prices of uh, fifteen hundred dollars, uh, uh, retro- uh, respectively. So, um, and also I'd like to, for my uh, my beer of the week, I'm going to mention a Prankster P R A N Q S T E R. Um, it is a Belgian blonde um, by uh, North Coast Brewing Company. Um, probably best known for their old Rasputin ale. Um, it's a bell. It's a, it's a it's super crisp and light. Um, and, uh, you know, we're getting, we're, spring is just so close. I just, I'm so sick of this snow that I'm starting to, um, you know, get out of my stout and porter mode and everything and get into like the lighter, um, you know, the lighter spring, uh, more spring appropriate beers. And so, uh, it's, uh, it was a good start to that. So, uh, prankster by, um, <clears throat> by a North Coast Brewing Company. Good stuff. Well played, sir. Well played. If hmm. you can't get the weather light and, and sunny. Change your beer. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, Punxsutawney Phil, what is it, uh, saw or didn't see his own show. He predicted six more weeks of winter. So. He always does. It's, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, well, I know spring no is close, but does, not close enough. Hold on. Wait, does no one realize that that hamster, what is the it thing? It's a goat, <laughs> groundhog. Groundhog, goat or whatever. <laughs> hamster, <laughs> really? <laughs> right. It's a guinea pig. That's a huge <laughs> hamster, you know. They feed it well. Uh, <laughs> that rodent. Is underneath all of these freaking lights from the media. He's gonna see a shadow every year. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, hang on. I'll, just with with your visible ire over the mm-hmm. whole Groundhog Day situation, yes. and with how much you want that to stop, uh-huh. I'm comparing that to how much you want the Square Mobile games to stop. Uh-huh. Which one would you like to stop more? Um. Oh man. Whatever makes winter go away. <laughs> uh, this is called a scruple. Yeah, this is hard, though, because, like, at one point, I hate winter and cold, and at the other point, I hate having the same shitty games put out by the same shitty Company. people. Yes. Company. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I killed the groundhog. Okay. Sorry. All right, there you go. All right, and with that, if you like what you heard, you can find us at GamerHeadRadio.com, at Facebook.com backslash GamerHeadRadio, at Google.com backslash plus GamerHeadRadio, and on Twitter, we are at GamerHeadRadio collectively. I am at T-E-K Charlie. Goat is at Sir Ghostworth. John is at The Fallon Flynn. Uh, Ryan, I understand you are not on Twitter, is that correct? <laughs> no, I don't do that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he tried it for once and just rage quit. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> he saved Twitter for us. Yes. Uh, you might want to check that. <laughs> you can email us at editors at gamerheadradio.com or call and leave us a voicemail at 94926Gamer. You can download the official Gamerhead Radio app from Google Play and Android or subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, YouTube, Twitch, or with your podcast downloader of choice. And with that, thank you for listening. This has been Gamerhead Radio. The feature, what, what, the feature. <laughs> uh, that was a little bit of a Homestar throwback, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As as Hello, I'm Homestar Wannell. Oh my God, dude. Um, 
I got a sock on my head. <laughs> get it off, get it off, get it off, get it off. <laughs> or no, no, my favorite. The never ending soda. <laughs> Where's Mozzie Pan? <laughs> All right, I'm done. Oh my god. Oh, I, I was, I was a strong bad guy. I was a strong bad guy. The email. Uh, uh, the email. <laughs> The system is down. That's amazing. It's so good. Dude, to this day, anytime like a computer goes down on my job or whatever that, I'm just automatically like, the system is down. That's true. That just happened. We just did that live. I died laughing when he read that fan letter and he's like, Dear Mike Uck. And I was just like, oh my god. Amazing. Anyways, God. You read my... The, the attention span of a goldfish, a lot of us. Uh, no. So, gold. the feature. Yeah. 